The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. All right. So it looks like I put a link out there. Hopefully. Doing a little bit of testing, give people the opportunity to come in and talk with me if they want. Let me take a look, make sure this is actually streaming over to... There we go. Get rid of this crap. This doesn't need to be here. Let me make sure my audio is coming through good. All right. Looks like this is set to public. That's good. All right. So if anybody out there can hear me, all you have to do is just simply click the link and you come on in. It's that simple. Let me look at templates here. Insert. There we go. And is it in the entertainment section? Sure. Okay. Okay. I don't even know if anybody's out there right now to talk. You want to chat, then you just simply come to the link. It's in the description. Hmm. Go on the outside, look, see if it's working, the audio and such. I don't even know if anybody's out there right now to talk. Okay, so it looks like it's coming through. I probably should have combed up my hair a little bit, but so be it. It is what it is. I'll put a link out here. <clears throat> There we go. Ta-da. Okay. That looks like that's working out just nice. Oh, looks like we got somebody here. Hello, how are you doing, JX? Hey, I'm doing good. Remember me? I was, uh, I'm sorry for that voice like I said. It was in a bad place. Oh, your audio sounds a little funky. Um, I'll switch to my microphone if that sounds fine. All right. Hmm. All right. Hopefully, my microphone's picking up pretty clear out there. Hmm. Let's see. I guess I'll close out of that. And I'll also keep an eye on the comment section out there. Goodness, you found my uh, live video pretty quick. I thought it was going to take a while. No, I'm subscribed, so I found it. Yeah, how have you been? Well, unfortunately, your audio is still kind of breaking up a little bit. And it's causing kind of an echo. 
yeah. might be on my internet. If it's if it becomes a problem, I'll just watch. But thanks. Um, let me see. Let me see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let me see if I can fix it. Uh, I should be able to. It's probably my computer. Let me do that real quick. I think I got the solution. If not, I'll let you know. Okay. Let's see. There we go. Huh. Yeah, I guess I'll put it on that. I guess this will work. Am I still lagging, by the way? Hey, you sound, sound a lot good? better. I don't know what you did, but that definitely sounds better. Yeah, if it lags out again, just let me know. But I think I just switched to, to my Yeti, which what it said it did, but I guess not. Yeah, oh. I suggested the Discord thing, but like it's a tough pain, man, and they should make it easier to do that. But yeah. StreamYard works just fine. Yeah, I it's ran... Just, I figured that it didn't mind well, I'm streaming through OBS, but I'm using this in order to bring the audio out on video. Yeah, that's actually pretty smart. So just in case, like, oh, they trick you into, like, you know, that sort of thing. Hmm. Pretend to be nice. I'm not saying that will happen or anything. But, oh, it you know, doesn't matter do now. Now if they put up any kind of, like, porn or anything like that, which they usually like to do. I don't know yeah. why it is people like to show me their peckers, but it is a thing. <laughs> So. Yeah, I know I have that happen to me before, and I'm way smarter than you. <laughs> oh goodness, that is yeah, rough. Uh, like like I said in the closet, yeah, I do feel I did feel bad for it, and like I was in a I was in the room and just, I was going through a lot when I sent that, and I do apologize. Well, Thank the, you got my comment. To be honest with you, um, I get so many calls, and there's so many people who say. Just real. I mean, I've been called everything from the N word to people telling me they're going to come to my house, kill me, and rape my wife, and just, just so many things all the time. I can't. It's hard to be able to keep track. I don't just sit there and go, "Oh, this person said this. He's on my grudge list." So I don't even. I don't no, even know I, what you I said or did. It's cool. I get that. I just. I just wanted to. You know, this is like. I didn't want that on my conscience, and I didn't want that to be, and, like, it was wrong of me, so I felt like I needed to, like, at least say I'm sorry, you know? But thanks for accepting that, dude. It's fine. Yeah. Well, that's what Christianity is about, right? Forgiveness and loving people, all that. Yeah. I know what it's like to be mad or not having a good day and just spout off some stuff. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Joshua, and I'll change my name to Joshua on, well, it doesn't matter, but uh, my name is Joshua, and I put it as Jenny because, like, I don't want people knowing my name on my YouTube channel, but I'm fine with it here. Actually, I'm lying, to be honest. I, I My name is Jenny. I'm transgender. I just, it's not you. It's just I get to say Joshua. I think you're fine with it. Yeah. So, yeah. I, if you don't mind me asking, what sort of transgender are you? Um, male, female. Okay. I, uh, I, I find myself in a very unusual experience when it comes to transgenders. 
it always seems to be, um, I hope this doesn't come off offensive, but it's always biological men who are becoming women that seem to always want to talk to me. It's never, I never hardly have where someone was a woman and then they want to be a guy. Well, there is one person. I can't say that on Facebook. I have really good conversations with this person. So there is, there is one I know of. It just seems, do you think that there's a, uh, it, does it seem like it's more uh, men doing the woman thing or the other way around for you, stats-wise? I, I, I think it's more like men to women. Because I don't know, actually. That would be a, I don't know if it would be interesting for your channel, but I might do some research on my own. Why would a... Um... Why would a, if you don't mind me asking, this is confusing for me because I see what my wife has to go through each month and, and, uh, she's obviously a very complex, but beautiful creature. Why would anybody want to be a woman? Um, it seems like a pain like in the ass. Don't you think? <laughs> well, yeah, it kind of is a pain. I'm joking to a certain extent, but like, it's just, I feel like this is my gender and like it is tough but i don't go through like the like biologically what a woman would go through like periods and stuff which is obviously way worse like yeah but that's the fun part of being yeah. a woman right 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 to a certain degree mm-hmm. sometimes when i eat uh, sometimes when i eat flaming hot cheetos it practically feels the same mm. You ever uh, yeah. desired the other part of doing the woman thing, where having babies? You ever wanted to know yeah. what it's like to have well, a child in your womb or something? I mean, I know it wouldn't happen, but yeah. Um, maybe I'm not ready to have a child, but I, I, one day I've... Not physically, but you know what I mean. It sounds extremely uh, painful. You know, I was watching my wife whenever she gave birth to my son and daughter, and... Uh, it uh, it seems very painful. It seems like I wouldn't wish that on anyone. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, um, yeah. I wouldn't want the experience, but I would want to have the experience of having, you know, my own offspring. You know? Yeah. Let me uh, take a look at mic settings. See if there's something where I can turn off echo. We're having a little bit of a yeah echo issue. Um, M button when I need to Sorry about that. I well, that usually doesn't happen normally. When I do, you have like your? Are you using like a phone or something? No, it's just like it might just be like some some more weird thing with my headset. Like I don't have it on my headset for some reason. It like still does it every once in a while, which uh, is so weird. It may it may be just like Windows Eleven. I don't know. All right. Do me a favor. Uh, count down from five to zero. I want to make sure that your volume's all the way up on this OBS recorder I'm using. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Oh, you're coming through perfect. Very good. Well, your your volume is that a good thing? Um, in the future, I hope that there's something you can do. Maybe you want to run like a uh, clean your router or whatever it is that you're using as a modem. Because what's happening, in case you don't hear this, is most of your words come through clear, but then it goes, yeah, I'm RoboCop. You know, so it does like a robot thing. 
it's it's kind of odd it's neat yeah. though i feel like i'm talking to like an ai or something it's pretty cool right i'll just call you sky now yeah there you go so why yeah. were you if you don't mind me asking I don't recall what was said. I, I don't even remember any of that, uh, what you were talking about. But what I'm curious about, what I'm actually caring about and concerned about, is why were you having a bad day in the first place? Um, it, it was mainly a multiple factors. I felt like my friends hated me, which it wasn't the case. I was just going through a lot. I felt like, for one... Um, I treated like someone like shit that day, not to put it on you, but like, and I felt so guilty about it. Like I didn't treat, they didn't know about it. They kind of did sort of thing, but then I just felt like so guilty and it just hurt my heart. And I called in and like, I guess I kind of made my frustrations out accidentally, but it still wasn't right to do. And I kind of felt bad about it, but you can't really like stop you know, you know. Well, you know what might have worked out better for you? One, you could have either called that person and said, hey, if you feel like I offended you or hurt your feelings, I want you to know I care about you and I hope that I haven't ruined any relationship we had. And if that wasn't possible, you would have called up and said, hey, Brett, I really could use a friend right now. I need somebody that will open their ears and I could just use some support right now. I've had a bad day. And I would have probably called you back in a matter of moments or something like that. There's always those alternatives and options. Yeah, I just, I was just being shitty. And that's why I apologize. And to the person that I did work for now, um, the other person. But yeah, um, that's why in my comment sections, I just straight up told you that. Because I thought you might have blocked me, which rightfully so. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't get an answer, so I thought it, like, it instantly did. I think it was more ruled my situation because I did call back and like suggested a song. So it's so if you didn't know, you pro- probably didn't block me. It was just Google Voice. It's been weird lately. I use it to like make calls, you know, because I don't have a phone. I it, just going on a tangent. Well, it's fine. The reason I open up these things is I like to hear other people talk. I know that uh, some people, they watch like podcasts and shows and other YouTube channels, and they're used to to sitting back watching someone else do all the talking, and maybe every once in a while they'll say something you agree with. But uh, in my things, I like to treat things like a telephone, kind of. I like to hear other people, why they think the way they do, why they have their views. I love that. Yeah, and like, here's the thing. I used to just, I'm gonna be honest, I used to dislike you during the DP days, but then I warmed up to you over the years and saw you as a person and didn't, like, you know what I mean? I think I, I might you. have told you that, but yeah. Yeah, it's so odd the way people kind of explain it. They're like, yeah, I used to watch something else and I didn't see you as a person and all this. And it's like, okay, well, that is what it is. I guess I was a TV show for a while there. That's fine. No, like, I just, like, saw, like, from what I heard and, like, and, like, yeah. It was just, like, I should have, like, and even then, like, it was, like, 2017 when I realized you were a good person. And that's why I found you again and wanted to contact you. In fact, I think we talked on Google Hangouts that we were cool then and I think we're cool now. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Let's see. Oh, got all this stuff over here in the video clip section. Well, if you don't mind, because it has been a while, obviously, since I've uh, I've done a couple shows every Friday, but I wanted to see if this would work out for live streams for now and to give people the opportunity to come in. And also, I have to protect myself from, you know, the evils of the Internet and all that. You mind if I uh, ask you a couple interesting questions just to get a good topic going? Sure. I don't like that. Well, I can't assume that you have the same views that you used to a while back. As far as it comes to the concept of God, where are you at on that nowadays? Do you not believe in God, or do you believe there might be something? Where are you at? Um, I believe in God. I do. I do. I do. I believe he, like, I believe I have a relationship with him, and I think I talked to you about this, but, but I haven't bought the, now I've totaled with it, but like, I think personally, like, I have a relationship and I've seen him work, like, I don't want to call it evidence, but I've seen him to where we talk, and like, I've seen stuff going on in my life, so I just feel like he's, he's there. I don't know how to explain it, but he's there. You feel it. You feel like he's yeah, there with you when you're walking that. around. No, it's not hard to explain at all. That's how I feel as well. I feel as though there's always some kind of presence. I don't feel like it when I'm walking down a dark road or something that I'm alone. That there's just something always there. Yeah. Right. For me personally, I was an atheist for a number of years. I discovered TJ, and like 2017, it just broke me that it's probably time I questioned this, and I did, and I came to my own conclusions. You know, a lot of people say, "Oh, being an atheist, a Christian, or to a God believer is not possible," but I believe it is. I've seen many people talk about it. Mm. Hey, can you try to do me a favor, real quick? Yeah. Can you reload your uh, uh, whatever it is that you're using? Yeah, I will. Okay. Yeah, I will. Okay. Mm. Uh, reload. It It's taking a second, so it's probably... All right. Oof, sounds like you might be having some lag out there. Anybody that would like to come in, there is a link in the description. Anybody and everybody is welcome. If you're wondering why it is you don't see videos of people on the screen, it's because for some reason some people out there felt the need to uh, do things that violate terms of service. So I'm not going to take those kind of chances anymore. I figure if people truly want to talk to me, then they won't have a problem with coming in. Their audio will be picked up. They just won't be seen on the screen. Of course, I do have the capability if I want to, to put people up on the video if I want. Depends. Depends. Mm. Let me see what this is sounding like. Audio will be picked up. They just won't be seen on the screen. Of course, I do have the capability if I want to to put people up on the video if what I want. The heck? Depends. Depends. I was hoping to see what it sounds like when. Somebody else's, uh, okay. So can someone out there type and let me know if you're able to hear other people when they're talking? 
just uh, let me know out there. Are you hearing, were you hearing that person, their volume? Because I'm new at this. I'm used to using StreamYards by itself. All right. Sounds like, uh, okay. Let's Hello. Try this. Do you hear me better? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I just cleared out my cookies, so that should be pretty... I don't know if I can like, change everything else, but hopefully it doesn't lag too much. Do I sound laggy? Uh, I think that you would do a lot better if you uh, clicked uh, deactivate your camera. Yeah, you're having internet yeah. problems. Uh-oh. All right, are you making it back? Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. And I disabled the cameras on there, so it should okay. um, work. All right. Okay, so it uh, unfortunately still sounds a little boggly, but I'll still try to talk to you and make the best of effort. So you do believe in God. You just, uh, where are you at with all that? How long have you been believing? Since like 2017, um, yeah. So like it was December 2017. I was just thinking of God and stuff, and like my my experience with like I would deny it for a while, and then like I felt like it was like something about it just clicked, like because I was going to like a church, and I'm not saying it's like church is the evidence, but you know what I mean? Like I was going there, saw a show, and then I started talking to God again. And like, I feel like he's there. He's for me. And like, I've seen him like work, like where I can see where other influences like media and stuff. Hey, how's it going? Anyway. Hey, Olivia, how are you doing? Myself right now. I am well. So how are you been doing, Olivia? I'm great. Let me turn the YouTube off real quick. Goodness gracious, are you two using the same internet connection or something? You siblings? <laughs> yeah, I... I dude, I'm I think putting my cookies out actually made it sound worse because you're lagging now. Which I don't think is you. I think it's me, you know? Oh boy. Yeah, it could be the app. Dude, this is such an inconsistent app sometimes. That's why I suggested the Discord thing, but like sometimes it's tough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, Olivia's had issues with their internet in the past. I hope whatever you're having over there gets worked out. My suggestion for you folks who are having lag issues is hit Control Alt Delete on your computer, it'll open up your taskbar. And just simply, wow, a lot of noise is going on back there. Kind of have an echo. Just disable anything that you know that you're not actually wanting to run at this point. So, Olivia, how you been? I'm well. Just enjoying the weekend. I had food delivered. Now I'm just, you know, listening to your show. I was watching a Hallmark movie. So I got a weird question. I was asking uh, Jenny about this just a moment ago. Um, 
as both of you know, I uh, I identify as a full-blown, red-blooded American man, and life is extremely difficult and challenging for me. But I feel as though women have it a hell of a lot harder in existence than men do because they got to put up with our stupid asses, all right? That's one thing. Why would anybody want to be a woman and go through that kind of stress? It seems like an unnecessary thing to put yourself into unless you're born that way. Well, I did it because I felt that not fitting in as a man was harder than fitting in as a woman. Kind of. I mean, you know, I just fit in better. Why do you think that is? Well, probably because we have a very homophobic society and gender nonconformity is not very tolerated, particularly in males. You, um, you know, girls can get away with more gender nonconformity, like they can wear pants and have short haircuts, things like that. Um, if you're a boy growing up and you like Barbies and you want to wear a princess dress, you're going to get beaten most likely unless you have super liberal pants. I don't know. Whenever I was, uh, whenever I was younger and all that, I used to play GI Joe's transformers and then they would date the Barbie dolls that were in the house. So it seemed like they all got along just fine. We did. I had trouble, you know, not with like, I'd never liked pink or, you know, I liked Barbie, but I was never allowed to have any. But I got in trouble for how I played with G.I. Joe. Not, do you know what I mean? Just, I don't know exactly what they found upsetting about it. I just know that how I did it was wrong. Hmm. I don't know how one plays G.I. Joe wrong. It just seems like there's... Uh... Sky's the limit whenever it comes to imagination and young people. So you were just a kid playing with toys, and people just walked up and said, soccer ball, and kicked you across the yard? What? How, how did this start? What Not happened? strangers um, so much. My family would. They, um, But yeah, so it was just about changing my behavior, and people thought often that I was a girl. So they were like, you're so cute, and things like that. And then my parents would get mad. And then, you know, the church people were like, what's wrong with your kid? They need some fixing and, you know, stuff like that. Well, I don't know. I've, uh, every time I talk to you, you seem like you're really cool. I don't, there doesn't seem to be like any kind of weird stuff coming out of you or anything like that. Uh, what do they think is, uh, seems to be the problem? I, I like the shit out of you. Well, thank you. Well, you know, the debate that goes on now is, you know, women are all victims and, and every man is a predator. And if you're trans, then you're just, you know, you're looking to be a rapist in the bathroom or a cheat of some sort. And you're just a bad person where that in reality isn't the case for transgender people. And certainly there are bad transgender people like there are bad people of any group. Right, I agree with that. I agree with that. Do you, what do you, for sure, for sure. Olivia as well as Jenny, I'm sure that you both have heard me. I know, Olivia, I talked to you a little bit about this on the stats of atheists as well as transgenders and then those who are identified as homosexuals. Do you think that the suicide rate and the substance abuse 
um, is because of how the treatment is in society? Yes. What do you think would be the solution behind it? It doesn't seem like people wanting to hurt themselves is the answer to any of this. It certainly isn't. It would be to have a more loving and caring and accepting society. Now, when you say accepting, are you just meaning just simply a matter of integrity and respect, or do you feel like there should be more given? What's what's your thought of it? What's a normal world, or at least close to it, for you? Well, you shouldn't um, tell LGBT people who are obviously going to be LGBT in their life as kids that they're bad, and you know that they're going to hell, or or things like that. You know, we shouldn't have endless debates about schools. Should is it okay to tell children that you know Bobby's kids are two dads? And the, you know the drama that comes from all of this. This that this the debate itself is rather hateful. Like just let people live. You don't have to have a constant moral judgment battle all the time. <clears throat> What about uh, whenever uh, somebody's got their mic open and it's causing like some kind of weird echo, it's kind of difficult in concentration. Do you believe that there are some, okay, who's who's got the audio open like that? I have them, I have it muted. Okay. So you do believe that there's some young people as they're going through their young development stage, they're going to be curious, they're going to try out a whole lot of different things and all this. Should we just right off the bat jump to the idea that some person might be going in that direction or they might just be curious and exploring life? Do you get what I'm saying? Mm, I don't know. I mean, I guess certain people explore, but certain people are, you know, more sure. So I don't think we, you know, exploring is bad. Um, I don't think we should explore. Ex, uh, shame people for it either. Well, let me uh, let me. Uh, boy, oh boy, this is. Hey, is there any way you can get your mic away from your speakers? Because it's really it's it causes my own voice to echo back. There's a feedback loop. You could just mute it whenever I'm going at it and stuff like that. But did you did I tell you about the uh, the guy a while back? Um, I think the guy was like 58 years old. He's still alive. I'm pretty sure. But he was convinced. He was married. He had children. But one day he said, I am a six-year-old or an eight-year-old child. I'm a girl, and I want to be adopted by people. So he completely gave up the commitment that he had to his wife, his children. He didn't even want to be known as a father anymore. He just wanted to be a little girl. Do you think that the guy should have gotten some kind of professional help with love and compassion, of course? and sympathy but was this right well that specific person um i think that they should have had therapy yes and i don't like right like no it's not right to leave your your family and abandon them however you know whether they want to pretend that there is some six-year-old is some like I'm going to re-child myself. I don't know. It's cringy. It doesn't sound normal. And how, you know, their spectacle, I know who you're talking about. Their spectacle, I found always suspicious. And I found their story suspicious. Their name sounded pornified. And I don't trust that. 
I didn't ever trust that Stephanie was legitimate. I thought that they were looking for internet fame. And a lot of people do that. Yeah, and I agree with you on that, Olivia. And I'm sure that you understand from um, from other folks and stuff who aren't even in the community, we see a lot of that kind of stuff going on, and that might be one of the reasons why some people get the idea that if somebody's willing to do that, then what's to say something else? You get what I'm saying? That's the logic that some people use. I don't think they're trying to be hateful sometimes. It's just they get nervous from some of the experiences they've seen, especially for people like, what did you say, Stephanie? Well, Stefan and then me. Like, they're, 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 it was a play on words, like a double entendre. Like, it was a code word for giving blowjobs. And I was like, no self-respecting trans woman would put that as her title, much less one who really thought that they were six years old. So obviously they don't really think that they're six and it's about a sexual act, not about an identity or feeling like a woman. So I was just like, okay, this person is an internet troll. And that's what I thought of that person. But I do, I do get that if you're, you know, we're all stuck on online and we're sharing the same horrible stories all over the place. And so you can get worked up. And I do understand that. But somehow we've got to get out of this outrage internet meme sharing and deal with real people in the real world because there's a very huge disconnect. You know, if you go on social media, you think that we're going to have a civil war, but I go out and see my friends and go to work and people are just normal. We're not shooting each other here in Houston, at least, you know? So we don't understand, like there's a, there's a weird break between real reality and the virtual reality we've created online and in social media. I don't think the social media is. Uh, oh, there we go with the echo again. I don't think that uh, the social media is going to change unless the companies and businesses um, cause more restrictions on their uh, sites. Because I think that what is happening is that people do not believe they are accountable, so they think that if there's no response, it's kind of like uh, you ever seen. Um, Harry Potter, he's got the cape that makes him invisible. Well, imagine yes. the kind of crap that people would do if they really believed there was no God watching or there's nobody going to catch them or do anything and all that. That's one of the reasons why I argue about morality. It seems like if somebody thinks they're going to get away with it, they're more, the plausibility of them doing it is more high. I can agree. And I would, you know, that's how you can, you know, maybe spot fake Christians. Like if you really believe that there's a God looking at you, observing your behavior, because I don't, you know, I don't think you'd be acting that way. Oh, but that I goes agree for a with lot that, of for sure. There's a lot of people like, you know, that's one thing that we should talk about. Like one, like to change the subject away from transgender a bit and back on to like atheist versus Christian. Not that I was about it. I'm tired. You know, I can talk about that topic all day, but I was thinking one thing that I never hear um, people talk about in the debate itself is, do you ever feel like you're being observed? Like you talked about this earlier, but I think it's a very common human experience to think that we are being observed in that whether you draw from that conclusion that's God judging us or whatever, that the behavior that we engage in is being taken into account somewhere. Even science says that, like quantum mechanics requires the whole universe to have an observer to be in a particle state. Otherwise, we're just random energy fluctuations. 
that's a true statement. So like part of the entire reality of reality is observation. And so I think that it's obvious that some that we are being observed for what purpose I can't say. Well, I don't know if Jenny Jenny's thoughts are the same thing. Jenny can uh, express themselves on this if they want. It's not just a matter for me of feeling as though I'm observed or there's some eyes on me. Wow, guys, we're going to have to... I, I got yeah, it's not from, me, but I think it's her. I think it's her, but that's fine. It looks like um, the... But it's your microphone that's open and Olivia's mic is closed. You know I can uh, see that's who's... weird. Yeah, you got to There you go. See? Ta-da. See, I was able to actually uh, click it. It's right, wide my open. Bad. My bad. It's cool. My bad. So it's not just a matter of observance. It's a matter of... All right. So let me go ahead and mute you, Jenny, for you, since for some reason you have an issue. And you opened it. Okay. So, Olivia, it's a matter of also feeling as though there's a... Um, a warm embrace as though things are going to be all right. Like I've had some very difficult things happen to me in my life. And then I get to thinking, oh man, you know, there's just no hope. There's no way to get around this kind of deal. And somehow I always manage to, my family always manages to be able to pull out of things. There are some times where, um, you know, you lose loved ones and I have all the natural things that everybody else has got. But, just when you start feeling like things are totally, you know, lost or whatever. I don't I don't know how to put it. You just know that sooner or later, if you're patient, things will just work themselves out. And I don't know, it doesn't seem like some non believers have that. It's like they they know that's either live or die and that's it for them kind of attitude. Well, you know, that's that's a space that a lot of people find themselves in if they've been abused and, you know, you you go through life and you just can't trust anyone, that you only have this moment. Why live for a tomorrow that might not come or that could be horrible? Well, I myself, I, I don't know if you know this or you've seen a lot of my videos, but I went through a great deal of abuse uh, from my uh, family as well as ended up in the system. And that was even worse. <laughs> uh, they, you, you would think that if you go from a home to a home and all that, everything's going to be better. But they've got some very cruel people that you can run into if you get lost into the system. But something inside of me said, look, we're going through all this right now. We're going through all this pain. I would rather do something positive. I'd rather build and create and be able to relate and identify with others who are abused and be able to assist people than just be another piece of crap that's going around trying to make everybody feel miserable and terrible and tear the rest of the world down, burn it down kind of attitude. You understand what I'm saying? I just always had this sense of wanting to do decency and good. doesn't mean I always did, but I always wanted that in my heart. Does that make sense? It does. I want to have that too. Um, I'm still, you know, trying to figure out how to get that done. Because, you know, I oftentimes will get into silly, petty arguments on Twitter or whatever. And what a waste of time that is. <laughs> yeah, Twitter, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't have the keys to the universe on Twitter. I tried Twitter for quite some time back whenever I was in a political phase for just a little while there, I actually 
was interested and thought something uh, positive could happen through politics, but I don't anymore. I Twitter is filled with people who are, they're looking to fight. They're looking to start yes. trouble. It's toxic. And, you know, I think that we might have to have, you know, as far as politics, I think that we might need government regulation of social media in that, you know, they, they, the algorithms themselves gather your engagement, you know, the amount of time they can get you addicted to being online and on the platform by outraging you and showing you things that are crazy and make you filled with hate, you know, and rage and or fear. Those are the big drivers of, you know, how we act. And so I think that we should maybe not allow that. We, we should just ban those type of algorithms. Oof, Olivia, I completely agree with you. And I've actually talked about these kind of things and videos on some of my other channels, but it made people so angry. There's so many people out there who think they should be able to say and do whatever they want. There are people out there that actually think that it's okay to um, like encourage people to destroy their own lives on film kind of people. And yeah. uh, I, uh, I'm i listening to you and I'm thinking, damn, me and Olivia is on the same wavelength as that. But you'd be surprised the kind of hatred you'd get for saying that. Oh, yeah. You know, you I mean, you can't say it's either your enemies or your friends <laughs> because they both have a similar response. No, I want to argue. You're stupid. Freedom of speech. And I'm like, oh, you know, they, they, each, they, I don't even understand. I'm just bewildered by how toxic online became so fast. Right. And of course, these people are going to say that until they're the one in the firing range. Yeah. When they are being dogpiled and they're getting screwed over and all that kind of stuff, then all of a sudden it's like, well, maybe there ought to be a neutral moderator. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, oh, like, cause I joined this new uh, one recently called Getter. It's the 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 right wing Twitter. Oh my gosh, it is crazy town, and it's like there's you know the the left wing crazies are all on Twitter, and the right wing crazies are all on this thing called Getter, and I have just been blown away by the things I've been probably told to kill myself. 75 80 times in the last three days it's just beyond and these are from getter? like you said feminists. getter getter g-e-t-t-r okay let me take a look at that while we're talking i didn't even ever hear of that before mm -hmm. it's new it's the one that joe rogan said he was going to join and then he's like no this is too crazy for me and then so a lot of anti-vax people are there and what are called the gender critical feminists. They're mostly based out of the UK. So there's no way for me to take a look at what's going on here before trying this. Oh, wait a minute. I found an explore section. Oh, wow. This actually looks, it's nice like Twitter is. I'm yeah, not talking it's, it's, about how ignorant people are. I'm talking about just the UI delay. seems really accessible. It's nice. Yeah, it's it's it works pretty much just like Twitter, except without direct messaging yet. Direct message. Oh yeah, you can't message people. Mm -hmm. Well, goodness, I uh, 
you just like taught me something new here. That's awesome. Let me add that to my, uh, I'll check that out later. But you're saying people are garbage over there, though. They're mean, right? Well, you know, Twitter, I think that that type of app where you can just like the mini blog, where you can just throw your opinion out in an anonymous, under an anonymous pseudonym name with fake pictures. I think that that's toxic and it breeds a toxic behavior. There's no accountability. And you can just say, kill yourself or whatever to anyone or just make up facts or whatever. Just You can just do whatever. And if there's no curb on speech, it can get out of hand. I'm not saying that Getter is worse than Twitter, but it's just the other side has an equally toxic platform now. Hmm. That is rough. Well, I noticed on Twitter, no matter if a person called themselves conservative or liberal, they were all potato heads to me. I I had this kind of thing for a little bit where I went through a political phase where I kind of liked, and this was before Trump really got himself into trouble, but I liked his some of his ideas of what he was going to do. I didn't give a damn about conservatives or liberal or Democrat. I just liked some of the ideas this guy was talking about. It was different than the usual rhetoric that you know nothing is ever going to get done about. Basically, I seen him as a go-getter type of guy. If he says he's <laughs> going to do it, he's a businessman. He makes things happen. And he knew his business reputation was on the line, so he had things to lose. So that's how I kind of seen it. But the more and more I paid attention, I started noticing, yeah, there's left wing, there's right wing, but it's the same damn bird and it's all full of shit. So I got tired of it and that was it for me. Yeah. It's like this weekend, the big controversy from the right wing is over M&Ms. Like, are you serious? You're going to complain over M&Ms trying to be inclusive, whatever that means. Like, this is a really big deal. The candy? Wait a minute. M&Ms, the candy or the singer? The candy. What? Google, yes. And it's so contrived. Like, they're mad that the girl M&M is not wearing high heels anymore. And they're saying that it's because of woke feminism that she can't wear high heels. (laughs) And I'm just like, you people have such skewed priorities. Like, are you serious? Like, I get own the libs type, but who cares? Like, why would you even assume that M&M's made a decision based on politics and not just money? But secondly, who cares? You have Don't you have actual issues to complain about for a week straight rather than M&M's? Why does it matter if she's wearing high heels or not? Isn't she just selling fucking candy? Exactly. It's a cartoon, a cartoon M&M. Oh, it's a cartoon. You know, so they're M&M's saying, oh, the cartoon shouldn't be wearing high heels? Well, what, well was she a porn? Was she originally a porn cartoon or something? She was She was dressed more slutty as an M&M, apparently, because it's just an M&M, right? And the M&M had high heels. Oh, this and isn't so, even a, like a humanoid. This is a fucking M&M. It's an M&M. Oh, man. You know what? I changed my mind. I'm going to go hang myself out back now. That's fucking nuts. But like Steven Crowder and all sorts of right wing, like Tucker Carlson has been going on about the M&Ms for four days straight. 
Like Tucker Carlson has been complaining about eminence, not about veteran suicide, not about this coming war with Russia that we might have or how pathetic our president might be. No, we're going to talk about eminence. So are you against the president's war to cover up his incompetence or are you pro the president's war, Tucker, because you've been talking about eminence for four damn straight days straight and not about what's going on. So I don't I, I, I can't understand like it's they're colluding with stupid. Do you know what I mean? M&M's? I hear you. And to be honest with you, as ignorant as it sounds, it makes me hungry and wants to go out and get fucking M&M's as we speak. I love M&M's so much. Yeah. But yeah, if you want to see, like, just dumb stuff, Google the M&M debate. <laughs> and you will see people who will get quoted and, you know, like as reasonable, like they're trying to bring sanity to the world from the right wing side, just convulse over M&Ms for the last four days and not talk about anything that's going on other than M&Ms. Well, I, I, I don't know if I should get into a, like a, something like that, that kind of topic. I don't know if you uh, heard me a, a while back or how long you've been watching my videos, but one of the things I got on to companies about was I noticed that a lot of people like to exploit women in video games, right? You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Where, where men are all dressed in armor and looking all badass in Mortal Kombat or Skyrim, but then the women, they're running around in an Ice Age type of environment wearing a bikini, and I'm like, I think that the, it should be more immersive. Women should be wearing more clothes. Not that I've got a problem with the beautiful features of a female, but when I'm looking at a woman running through the, the northern parts of Skyrim with ice and snow, and she's barely covering her nipples, it's like, this just doesn't... How do I put this? When you're a gamer, you kind of want to feel like you're emerged into the environment. And that just doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right like it belongs. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, it does make sense. And that's what the, you know, the, that's been a controversy in gaming for a long time. Gamergate was all about that. And, you know, how women are objectified in games and there should be more women working to make games so that it can, the girls can enjoy games because it should be for everyone. Cause I can't, you know, it, if you're a girl and that's your own, and like you can only role play as a disgusting slut, I don't think that that would be good for your self-esteem. Right. Hi. It's a, and I, and I don't understand that. I don't understand. That's, that's my thing. I've got nothing against the, the woman's body. My problem is, is that the environment just doesn't seem to match the deal. And I pointed that out and you know how you're saying that people get shit on over these M&Ms and what kind of shoes they want to wear that day. Mm -hmm. Well, my goodness, I can't believe how seriously people, oh, you have a problem with women. You don't think you're women. And I'm like, no, no, no. I just think that the woman ought not to be that damn cold when she's running around in the North Pole. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Like, you know, you have normal people. You're, you think in a normal way. I, I think we can just agree. We just agree. It's wrong. So much of society is stupid. So what are we going to do about society? Because this is obviously the case. There seems to be a lot of people who have been drinking very strange uh, Kool-Aid and smoking wacky tobacco. Since we're like the only normal people in it, how do we fix these folks? Oh, I don't know. I think that having these conversations, 
um, is the only way is a pretty good way. I mean, I've kind of become like, I like your program. I've been listening. I think that you're pretty smart. And um, sometimes they just crack me up. You crack me up. I can't, I can't even with the whole rock snot. I think that <laughs> I love it. Just, you know, just having a sense of humor while just trying to understand what's going on and being honest about it is all we can do. I, uh, I, it's good. I, I like the fact, Olivia, that you see that I try to be humorous and have some fun and also at the same time, try to get people to think about things, but there's not a lot of people that have, it's, it's weird. It seems like in the last five years, people have lost their sense of humor. Like if I would have said that 20 years ago about snot on a rock getting hit by lightning and coming to life, everybody would have lost it. You would have got a full applause in the audience, but now it's like, you just don't understand science, sir. You know, it's like, whoa, relax there, fella. You know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, because I think Roxnot is one of the most hilarious um, analogy, like, critiques of evolution that I've ever heard. It just tickles me. I love it so much. And I believe in evolution, <laughs> I'm going to say, go with the rock snot, people. We're rock snot. I, you know, I think that humans, even if you are like a Christian or an atheist or, you know, that we're nothing to the universe. We're nothing. We are rock snot. And I accept rock snot as my place in the universe, whether there is a God who is so much greater than me that I am rock snot in comparison, or whether I'm just legit from rock snot. Do you know what I mean? It really doesn't make any difference to me. That my place in the universe is ultimately equal to Roxnot. Oof, that's rough. Well, I hope that's not what people are getting the idea of whenever I speak of Roxnot. I obviously think that you're uh, a much more complicated person than the goo they claim you came from billions of years ago on a rock. Um, I think you're a wonderful person, so I hope that well, you don't you. get the idea that I'm when I'm talking to somebody, I'm like, "Hey, rock's not I do on a day." You know? <laughs> no, I don't think that, and I hope you don't think that. I really don't think that I have no value. I'm just saying that in my place against the greater or the greatness of the universe, right? Whether that I'm equally irrelevant. And if God thinks I'm relevant, then I'm relevant to God. But my comparison to how my stature against the creator of the universe would be pretty much equal to rocks not. You know, I don't think that there's a big difference. You well, know, I'll the tell comparison. you what, there's, even though it's a little rough, there's humility there, and that's definitely a credit. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't think that we're all that important, or at least I don't feel super important, you know, hopefully I can make a difference in the world and, and, and people listen to me and that would make me feel super good. But ultimately, I'm just a person and people in general, I feel we take ourselves way too seriously. And we want to demand people take us seriously. And that causes lots of problems. Right. So you basically you're saying that compared to the radar of the universe, we're we're basically nothing more than ants, pretty much. Yeah. So why do we now? This is a let me throw out a question. 
if we're really so, let's say we are insignificant in comparison to God in the universe, then why um, why should any of us believe that we deserve anything to happen good to us or great? Why do we feel like there's some kind of injustice if we're so little and insignificant? See what I mean? See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Well, most people don't think of their personal situation in that light, you know? Well, I don't know that people honestly think that they, I mean, you, you just instinctively think you deserve something, but I think that we all have an instinct where we want fairness. Well, most of us, some people want unfairness just for them. And I don't know. Why do we act like that? I guess. Isn't it unusual? You got all these people who think that they're so entitled that they ought to tell us what kind of shoes our fucking candy ought to be eating, right? Where does this come from? Where does this idea that people just wake up one day and say, uh-uh, you aren't going to do my cartoon like that, or even what we talked about earlier, no, society has set up roles, you are not allowed to play with your G.I. Joe that way. Where does these weird ass ideas come from? Well, it comes from people using our identities and our beliefs as weapons against their enemies and trying to build coalitions to attack their enemies. That's what identity politics is, you know? You have to hate this group, this idea, whether you don't think about the idea itself, but this person who's not your identity group believes it. So you have to hate it. You know, like there was a, I saw on the, the, the Getter app, there's a, a new funding proposal for the military and they laid out the, and they were like, this is woke because it said one of the things they want to spend money on is anti-racism training. And it was the third one down. The, the first one was suicide prevention, and the next one was, I don't remember, like language training. And I'm like, those things are all really good ideas, you know? If you're reading it like a cereal box ingredient list on what the priorities are, gosh, I really do think that's a good idea. Why would the right be against helping military not kill themselves? It's a huge, horrible problem. And so I just kind of was like, what is wrong with you? Just because the Democrat or the Biden administration put in a, you know, a new set of agendas and wants to fund them, it's bad? Even what? So just look at the policy. But no, it's a bad policy because of who presented it, not what is presented. And both sides are doing this. You know, Orange Man Bad was always a thing. If he could have listed... You know, we're going to end college debt and the left would have hated it, even though Bernie Sanders said it and they would have loved him. It's just about it's no longer I think the problem is it's no longer about the ideas. It's about who's presenting them. It's so tribal. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. It seems as though because um, I know a couple of the things you mentioned there, that was actually something that. The uh, I've seen the conservatives, they try to put something out, and it was something that liberals had always been for before, but then they turned because 
I don't know if it's because they wanted to get credit for doing that or being a part of that and they just didn't think it up or something or it just doesn't seem like they're trying to help out humanity. They're just trying to fill their pockets and make each other look like jackasses all the day. It's very childish and we're not progressing very quickly because of it. Yeah, it's like that our government and our politicians aren't interested in governing or solving problems, but winning petty battles and distracting from something. And I don't, it can make you feel very cynical, like whether it's whatever is going on right now, why, you know, why can't we have fair elections? You know, I don't understand. Neither side wants fair elections. Neither side wants fair elections. So, you know, the Democrats are like, we can't have voter ID. Why why not? Like, well, because, you know, poor people can't get ID. Well, how come you can't write a bill to make it easier to get ID? Right? Why can't you get your ID online? Why can't you have a secure Zoom connection to take your picture and have it mailed to you? Why can't we do any number of things that we can do rather than stop fixing voting? And then the right goes, well, we don't want voter ID because, you know, we're going to be able to ban these people. But what we can't do is we can't stop, you know, you know, rigging districts so that we can get our friends in, which both sides do. Like, so they want rigged districts and they want voter fraud both sides they don't they neither side wants to fix it i i've just come to this conclusion you know we go how come you don't do more videos like this you obviously are very passionate very intense and you make a lot of good points why do you do all these videos where you're like everybody be nice kind of thing why not just come out with the hammer swinging like you're doing i don't know because i'm afraid of losing friends and being um hated Oh, you already know just as well as I, no matter how nice and respectful you are, no matter if you're Mother Teresa, people are going to find some reason to bitch and whine. It's what they do. Yeah. My goodness. All the things that you've mentioned, how people treated you in the past, they had no good fucking reason to do you like that. So the hell with it. Just just do what you do. Be you. You mind you if I go I use the it? restroom real quick and you go ahead no, and go talk? Right ahead. Plug your YouTube channel, by the way, while I'm away, all right? Okay. You should go, everyone might go to my YouTube channel. I think it's just Olivia Maynard. That's my name. I think I should, you know, if you want to leave messages telling me if I should start a new channel and not use my real name, because it seems like maybe it's a bad idea to use my real name on the on the YouTube channel. Some people do it, though. Um, but then that makes me think, Am I trying to be a celebrity or do I want to get my point across? I can't decide. Because, like, one of my favorite video YouTubers is um, ContraPoints. And so they have that, that's the name of the channel. But they have, a, a you know, a real name in real life. But then there's others like um, Blair White who just uses her real name. I don't know. Sometimes I think Blair is right in using her real name. And sometimes I think that ContraPoints is right in using a fake name. I don't know what to think. Although I do like both YouTubers. Both of those YouTubers happen to be transgender and have very different views of the world, kind of different views on the world. And I don't know. Also, I don't have a YouTube, I don't make a lot of videos because I'm afraid of changing my mind because I like to ruminate on things. 
And what if I change my mind? And then I have to go back. Do I delete the video or I do like a part two where I'm like, you know, I think I'm changing my mind. Uh, I don't know. One of the things I'm changing my mind on is I don't know about these transgender children. I think that we should maybe not give them drugs, or at least not the puberty blocker drugs. I'm kind of concerned about that, but I don't know why. And I'm not truly convinced because I've just been reading people who are against it. And this one transgender kid's mom reminded me of my mom. And then I'm like, that's like conversion therapy, only a different kind than I had. And so I was like, I don't like this lady because she reminds me of my mom, which is probably not very fair to this lady. And she did take me to church. So that's nice. And then I would also feel like, what if I got kind of popular and then I ran out of things to talk about? And I was just silent. And then I would let people down. Or what if I got popular and then I slowly got unpopular and then I would have to feel bad about it. And then when I was a kid, I always wanted a talk show. I thought I would do good as a talk show host, like um, like maybe even political talk shows. Like I would listen to the Rush Limbaugh show when I was a kid and I was just fascinated by how people could be persuaded by just someone on the radio. And I liked, I loved radio shows. I liked Art Bell probably the most. I I loved Art Bell's radio show. I liked um, this crazy conservative who was on... um, a while back, his name was Michael Savage. Oh my gosh, that guy was so entertaining. He was crazy though. He used to say the silliest things. And I don't know that I would want to be like that. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know how to be disagreeable about politics necessarily and still remain nice. Because I do want to be be nice. I don't want to hurt people's feelings unnecessarily. Hmm. It's a hard thing. Maybe I will get a cheap computer and make a YouTube channel. Another, I'm you know, I continue. Hmm. But I don't know. I don't want to be having. I just don't know how. Like, you, do you have a certain set of things that you talk about, or can you talk about anything? And then, what if I made? you know, my friends mad. That's what I would be really a bit afraid of. And sometimes my voice sounds terrible, like now, because honestly, I smoke a lot of weed. (laughs) When I don't smoke so much, um, I have a much more feminine voice. It's not so scratchy. And I've been allergic to things for like days now. I really don't know how I sound. Do I sound terrible? Maybe if I were hunched over in my car. I should have brought my dog with me outside. She really loves being outside. There's these two little terror poodles that live next door to me. And she is so afraid of them. They attack her all the time. (sighs) 
One thing that I do have to stop doing in life, and I encourage you all to stop doing, ordering from takeout. So today I just got like a simple shawarma sandwich. And I bought my roommate a salad, a Greek salad, and like a little tub of hummus. And I paid Making me 50, hungry. $50 for a teeny sandwich, a teeny salad, and a hummus today from Uber Eats. Ooh, Maybe that we're all mad delicious. <laughs> Why are you wanting to start a new YouTube channel for? Well, I think I, I think that you should. Uh, what you should do is keep up your nice videos and say, "This is what I used to be like." But you guys drove me up the damn wall. You drove me mental. So now you got this. True. Well, it's easy to get into YouTube fights, and there's lots of drama. You know where people screenshot you and make videos about you, and. I don't want to get into that side of YouTube. I guess I could just ignore them. But the lady who made the videos about me, she has sort of moved on. So, I don't know. You had somebody making videos about you? Yeah, her name is Karen Davis. And she's a gender critical. And she really doesn't like transgender people. And so, she made one or two videos about me and then moved on and I didn't give her new content. Like I, I made videos addressing it, but with now a picture. So, cause they want to point and laugh at you. And so I just didn't give her the material for her videos. So she's moved on to other transgender people and, you know, gone up to like 13 videos about one person. What's a gender critical? It's um, a gender critical is a, a term that, um, some people have used to say that they don't like transgender people, that they're critical, the gender is bad, and you can't, you know, that the, the entire concept is bad. And so it's a nice way of saying um, trans exclusionary radical feminist. So they're, most of them are very radical feminists from, and most of them are from the UK. It's odd. I don't normally see a lot of uh, women out there who seem to have any kind of issue with things. That's uh, that's weird to hear that. You'll want to give me a link sometime. Maybe I'll make a video about them. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll send you a link. Now, I'll say I'm a person critical and I have some criticisms about you. Well, the one, there's this one Canadian one who who loves to tell transgender people to kill themselves online. And I'm just like, what? Why is like, that's your life? And she's, you know, she's like, I don't, you know, they're, they're impersonating women and women can do anything. But, you know, I'm going to be a stay-at-home wife and not give my husband any kids because fuck the patriarchy. And I'm like, you just sound like a mean god. <laughs> And then I'll get called. You're like, you're just, oh, it just starts huge fights, right? So it's just bizarreness. All of it is bizarreness. Don't understand why any person out there would encourage others to take their life for that. That sounds like a person that's got a lot of serious problems and they're projecting their bad day onto other people. They've just decided that. Uh, certain people were vulnerable and exploitable, and that sounds like um, a form of a sociopath with narcissism. Yeah, and and it's so generally the, the 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 people who do this 
really do require that you think of women not as equals. And you know the old saying when I was a kid, there's this thing, sugar and spice and everything nice when you're talking about girls? That's so not true. (laughs) Women are very capable of being viciously evil. And Ghislaine Maxwell is not alone. And so a lot of the sociopathic um, and psychopathic women are are in this gender critical movement and they'll sell t-shirts and they do all sorts of stuff and they like to tell you to kill yourself. And that's one group. And I do believe that there's, you know, you know, women who are critical of it, who have had bad experiences in life and just have a good reason maybe to hate men. And it's hard to tell the difference sometimes. Well, the ones like those, those type of women generally aren't the ones who say, to kill yourself it's the sociopaths the psychopaths like like karen or uh some of the others who might turn around and defend just like maxwell and i don't know it's just we live in a very dark society now yeah it's a lot of a lot of messed up people I have a theory on why there's so much messed upness going on nowadays. What you is want it? To hear it? Well, yes. during the 50s and 60s, you know that there was a uh, sexual revolution, right? Yes. And then it started getting into uh, a, a lot of this kind of hippie stage where people started doing a lot of drugs. And around the 70s and early, early 80s, it got to a point where people were starting to get into the whole big bushy pink hair with guitars type of thing. It seems to me that drugs and the way people lived with such irresponsibility and unaccountability, they ended up having children that were obviously the outcome of many of the bad choices they made in their life. These were people who never grew up in the first place, so they couldn't even be bothered to be able to take care of or be responsible for another life coming in the world. And I think that's what we're seeing. A lot of single moms, a lot of kids who are being raised in dysfunctional environments. A lot of these people of the past, they didn't care about education. So now we're left with a broken education system. I just see a lot of it trickling down from that point forward. I mean, that's true. I think that that generation, which are you know oftentimes called boomers, they had a lot of mistakes, and they. I think that that generation has a lot of ego, and feels superior, and I don't think that they should, necessarily. I don't think that they should feel that the world is theirs to distribute on their whims. And I think that a lot of the pushback comes from that, you know? And the they want to be viewed as with reverence. Like a lot of, you know, you like the bad behavior of what you'd call Karens, these entitled people who mistreat service workers and, and out and about. I just can't get over how they remind me of my, that generation of my family. And they'll, they'll call the younger generations entitled, but yet, you know, gosh, in the sixties, you could work a part, you could work at a job in one McDonald's and and go to college 
and th- and that doesn't necessarily, you know, and to tell a kid now who's going to be $100,000 in debt and can't even pay, begin to pay rent on any entry-level job to pull yourself off of your bootstraps, it is kind of heartless. And it don't, I think that it's very entitled and heartless, you know, that you're not providing the future or a society to thrive in the way your parents provided for you and that you won't acknowledge that. I think that there is a generational part to that, that it kind of goes to where you're saying that that's where it started, but it isn't just lefties from that generation who behave that way. I think it's it's a very generational thing that, you know, people, all the people from World War II came back and they were like, oh my God, I'm so glad to be alive. Let's have all these kids. Let's spoil them to death and tell them that the world is theirs. And when they got the world, they've certainly pretended like it was only theirs to give away or destroy. Not to be too generationally antagonistic. No, it's it's true. And, uh, I got a lot of people in my family who feel like uh, the world owes them and that they're obligated and all this. And it's uh, it's very unusual. I can't tell you how many times I've sat down with people and they go, you know, this this is ignorant and this should be this way and I should be having this and that. And I said, well, the world's kind of set up in a way that if you want things, then, well, you got to go out and get them. You know, you can't just uh, just sit in, uh, in one spot all day and expect it all to come to you or whatever. You're not some king or queen or something here. Get out there and do something then if that's what you want, whether it's creative or some ambition, you know. And people are like, oh, you just don't understand. <laughs> You're right. I mean, I need to do something. I think that I need to maybe, do you think a, a YouTube channel would be good for me? I kind of think of that, but then I never make one. I never do more videos. And I can't think of the things to talk about. Like when I'm talking with you, I can like think of things like talking about how I felt about voting. But I would have never thought to make the voting thing as a video. And I don't like to research. Well, then <laughs> talk about the things that you are uh, just, for instance, talk about what you see in the environment with social media. Talk about the pros and the cons. Say why you think Twitter is good and why it's a useful tool. But also talk about the, the difference between what it's like to be around people in reality and the disconnect that happens through social media sites that claim they're all about connecting people. You seem like you have a lot to say about it. And if it helps, like I told you, I'm more than willing to give you some ideas. And of course, if you want to come on my channel and talk about whatever you like, we'll do that. But uh, if you need any suggestions, that's that. There is some things that I would like to suggest for you on a technical level that I've noticed at looking at your channel. Okay. You, uh, I, I use a uh, program that helps me be able to uh, find keywords and the right tags in my videos in order to be able to bring myself in the search engine. That's the reason why I continue to see growth in my channel and all that. You need to start putting your name in the tags as well as the topic that you're talking about and you need to make sure you put as much detailed stuff like if you're talking about social media twitter the problems with twitter the uh arguments and fights that happen on social media things like that is your tags 
And uh, okay. I guarantee you'll start seeing yourself move a little bit further on it. Why do you think that uh, there's a difference between when you do a video and whenever you're talking like, let's say, me? Well, it, it's kind of like the difference between essay format, YouTube, and live streaming. And I'm good at live streaming. Um, when I try to write a script, I just kind of... I'm always second guessing myself. I'm worried about how I'll be interpreted and I feel less free. Mm. Why would you even bother writing a script for? I don't know. So I could probably get better ideas down, but I do really well. Um, I have had a channel. I had a channel on Periscope and I had 75,000 viewers mm. or subscribers. And I really did enjoy that whole thing. And I would, and it made me feel really good. And it was a positive experience. And I didn't talk about, you know, topics at all. It was just making friends. And, but I don't think that I would go back that route. I would, I would probably, you know, talk about topics because I do, there's so many topics that are important to me. And I think that I do have a, a good perspective. So try this out. Since you're since you're gonna try to get into this, don't write a script. Write a couple notes. If you think that your video is gonna have a lot of extensive information in it, put like three points. This I definitely wanna mention, this, this, and this. But don't write any kind of like dialogue of what you're you sh you think you should say. Just free flow, riff. Mm -hmm. Just just hit the record and say, I'm Olivia. I've got shit to say. You don't like it. Fuck yourself. Here's what's going to happen. And lay it out for people. Just, just that is, I go. should. I'm going to do it. I really like chatting. You know, it gives me confidence to talk to you mm -hmm. and to to express myself. I haven't, you know, done it in a long time. Do you have any um, Do you have any friends that enjoy doing this as well? No, not really. I've been really isolated since COVID. Mm, yeah, that's been really hateful on a lot of folks out there. Have you uh, suffered any conditions or symptoms from this uh, issue? I would say that I'm 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 more depressed. I'm less sure of myself, and I feel that it probably makes me think that society in general is more unstable than it is. It just makes me cynical and have less positive thoughts, like always being alone, being alone for so long. It's, it feels like forever now since I've seen my friends and, you know, I lost my best friend right at the beginning of COVID and, and she was who I would go out with all the time and see and hang out with. <clears throat> and so I just, you know, it's hard to make new friends. So I've just had, you know, that, that was, you know, I miss you, Nikki. It's been like almost three years now. It'll be three years in November, well, two and a half years since she died. And I don't know. It's well, been difficult. See, this, this right here, you're being just straight up pure and honest. You got a lot of things that you need to vent. Just, uh, I don't know if you've seen the videos I've done where I, kind of use YouTube as a therapy because I don't have the damn money to go out and pay somebody who doesn't give a rat's ass about me to listen to me, right? So mm -hmm. just make a video where you uh, make a video called 
losing loved ones or tragedies, uh, loss, depression, um, what it's like to live with COVID or anything. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily saying you have COVID, but life with COVID kind of thing. And just talk yeah. about how it's dramatically changed and impacted your life. Also talk about a video where it's entitled Loneliness and Insecurities, Working on Self-Esteem and just Talk about all these things that you're talking about. I'm more than willing to spend time with you and listen to you and have discussions. I'm just trying to give you some ideas. These are all things that you bring up that are important to you. And the more important they are, the less you're going to go, um, 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 because you'll know exactly what's in your heart that you need to talk about. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Like, you're giving me good advice. Thank you so much. Hmm. Like, it makes sense to me. Me, I'm one of these type of folks where I'm too lazy to do like major video edits. I hate that. So I told myself, here's what's going to happen. Either I'm going to just hit record and say what the hell's on my mind, or I'm going to end up being one of these guys that have to have all kinds of crap going all over the place with edits. And I said, nah, that's too much work for me. I'm going to hit record. We're going to see what happens. And if people like it or they don't, then hell with it. This is how I feel. Boom. At the end. I literally, I've gotten to the points where I don't even, the point where I don't even take notes anymore. I just hit record and it happens. Just you'll get into a routine. It'll be, be like second nature to you. Yeah. I don't have a computer, so I can't really edit. And so I would have to do videos where it was just record and get it done. And that is it. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to just chill or relax either. Some people, they think they have to like say what they need to say and just put it out there, like force it. Don't. Mm -hmm. If you feel as though you're, all of a sudden emotionally distracted or something crosses your mind, just look off into the distance. Let the recorder go because this is you. This is what you're going through and allow yourself to just come back into it and all that. Don't worry about how much hesitation is there. Just wait, take your time, talk like you would normally do if you were in a conversation where you're sharing extremely important things to you. I hope that this helps. It does. It makes me want to do it. It's very, you're very inspiring. You make me feel good about, you know, being able to do it. And that I think that I like, I like this whole, I like it. I like, thank you very much. You're a very nice person. Well, it depends on who you talk to, right? Some people think I'm the Antichrist, most evil villain on the, on the internet. No, no one, <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Well, it's because I'm, I've got a being that I'm so quick to being able to just throw things out there. I think a lot of people, they have a lot of egos on the internet. And if you disagree with someone or you uh, kind of make fun of some ideologies or views out there, it, uh, it bothers people. Like for you, you're sitting here, you know, when you're watching me, it just crosses your mind. This guy's funny. This guy's talking about snot on a rock, and I once was a squirrel. To you, this is funny. You could probably get popcorn yeah. and enjoy it. But other people, they're like, ah, yeah. You know, they, they think it's like I'm, like, literally calling them a rock snot or something. So that's good. Well, you got a good heart. Well, thank you. I, th I found it funny. I thought, you know, like, it didn't seem... 
like a science report, right? It just seems like a little bit of lighthearted fun where you're taking what the idea is and you're just going, that's silly. You're, you're, and that makes people mad where they're like, no, you have to say it in a serious way so people take it seriously because it's true. But we can't say it's true like that. We have to say it's true in a different way so it doesn't sound dumb. You know yeah. what I've learned, yeah. Olivia? I've learned yeah. that if you want to teach somebody something or you want to put out information, if you add a little bit of fun into it and a little bit of excitement, it makes it more interesting and it makes it easier to absorb. Sure, if you want to know the 25-cent word of what that snot booger on a rock was called, you're more than welcome to go look that up. It's probably some kind of buttosaurus or something. I don't know. Right. But it... it the the concept is there and it's funny i i love it whenever i get to the point where i'm like okay so the fish decided to grow lungs one day it came up on land and said you know what i think i'm gonna invent rollerblades sure why not that's hilarious how can nobody right? not see the sense of humor in that i totally got it <laughs> i totally got the sense of humor and so if they're going to argue with you about tone that means that Really, they're giving up arguing with you about merit. And so that's unfortunate. Because I, would, I wouldn't argue with you about saying that you're hateful about calling, saying the rock's not. I would just go with it. Like, I would have gone, like, if we were debating it, I would just go, yes! <laughs> What's wrong with being rock's not? How is that different to being made from dirt? You know, well, like the comment that I made, I was like, that's how I would counter it. Like maybe Jesus put rocks in the dirt when he made us out of dirt. Yeah. And I actually, uh, I do believe that. And I know I can understand why this may sound unusual for people. But there is, of course, there's a serious way of trying to describe it, that an intelligent consciousness used the material of the universe to create us. Yeah, that sounds fancy, but I could see how somebody could just turn around and say, all right, something came down, waved his hands over some dirt, here we are. You know, I, I, I get it. I just yeah. don't understand why people are so stiff nowadays. It's just worked very tribal now. We, we get offended so easily. So what do you think the solution is? How are we going to soften people's heart and make them just uh, be able to learn to laugh again? Well, humor. We have to, you know, find a way to be humorful. You have actual humor in the world again. Humor has kind of gone away. At least it feels like it. You were, Pretty few things are funny. If you don't mind me, um, I, I feel a little bad for doing something. I I think that I should have reacted a lot quicker on this, but you had said that you had recently lost somebody in your life. And I hate to take it down, but obviously that's something important to you. And I, I didn't want to jump so far and go all into the rocks not deal, but... How are you doing with that, and, and when did this happen, if you don't mind me asking? It happened um, the November before COVID struck. So November 2019, right? Right before and Christmas, huh? Right before Christmas, she died. And, you know, she was my neighbor, and she helped me transition so long ago, and she was my only friend. 
And she really helped me. Like I didn't go outside. I met all new friends from her. When my brother killed himself, when I told people, she was right there with me. And she was like, oh my gosh, I'm always going to be here with you. You don't have to feel so sad. And when I lost my job, she was right there. And, you know, she provided me with lots of strength as a person and to see myself as a woman and just to not let the world get me down. And then, you know, when things got her down and then she died of bad circumstances, I've not really found a way to bounce back and have a really positive view on things. It's like, I'm tired of my, I'm just tired of knowing so many people that have, have either have who who died that way. Do you know what I mean? It's just one more. Like, I, I think that I know so many people that have killed themselves that I, it just seems like, like, am I cursed or something? Like, am I causing this? Like, it's not normal to know so many people. Like, it just feels abnormal to me to know this many people that have done that. Mm. Who've been very close to me, you know? How have you, um, how have you been handling things? Uh, obviously, it's been a, a, a while, but... Um, I'm how... much better than I was. I'm much better. Um, so I slowly just, you know, I went through a very deep depression, and I'm, I'm, I'm slowly climbing out of it. I feel it's good. Well, I can't replace any of the people that you lost, but I hope that you know that I'm more than willing to be your friend. If uh, you'll accept that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think that I, I love your channel. It's very interesting. You, you make, you talk about things in a very insightful way that I don't, I just find intriguing and i love to call your show <laughs> <laughs> i never thought i would talk to a, a, a theist online who debated I'm like i just you are very you're just not the channel i ever thought i'd find right <laughs> just they're different yeah, i've uh, i've also noticed that myself on here uh, i've i've noticed that there's not a lot of theists that are handling some of the different discussions that uh i feel and I think there's a reason for that. I, uh, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but I think that uh, people, whenever they do their videos, I get the sense whenever I'm watching some of your videos that you that there's a aura of care. That there's uh, you can look at someone and just tell this is a person who cares about what's going on in the world and would like to see some changes. Is where other people they just kind of put it out there. They put out their arguments. And they just kind of wait for the, you know, basically hell to unfold on them kind of thing. And that's it. Yeah, but, they're drama. They want the drama. So I would like to, like, have real discussions with and not really have the drama. I mean, I'm just so used to drama. And sometimes I'll, I'll admit I seek it out. But <clears throat> I don't want to seek it out in my own content. I'm conflicted in that way. I don't know. I have been doing YouTube for many years, but I can't honestly give anybody any suggestions on how to remain out of drama as long as you make content. Um, if if it bothers you for people to put your picture and video on on things, then I guess you could like cover up the image with a My Little Pony picture or something. 
but I, yeah. I, I don't know. See, the more, the more you grow on YouTube and a lot of people have this weird idea that if you start becoming like internet famous or some kind of celebrity, that it's like really cool and awesome to have all that, but it's not. It's. It seems like the bigger you get, the more it rains assholes on you, and the less umbrella you have to cover yourself. So it's not yeah. all that fantastic. And I'm what would be afraid of getting celebrity without money to protect myself or the people that I care about. So you know, one quick way to hurt me would be to hurt someone that I care about and to make their life harder or go after their job or something like that. You know, I don't want that. You, you know, to have my, my friend who I is my, you know, who lets me stay in their house, right? So I'm not homeless. If I were to get slightly internet famous and then like, oh, it would be easy to shut Olivia up if we went after her roommate, now wouldn't it? Then I'm afraid of that stuff. That's one of the main reasons I don't want to get internet famous is because I don't have any money to protect myself. Yeah. Well, I gotta, I, I would say this, and it's probably not inspirational or anything, but doing this for 15 years, I've had to have received over, if I were to round it off, over 3,000 death threats. And also, I've been told over 2,000 times, I would say, if I were to try to keep count, creative instructions on how to end my existence. Oh my gosh. So yeah, yeah, I've I've heard it all from both sides of the aisle. So I can't honestly at this point I can say, hey, if it makes you feel good to make videos, go for it. You can tell people to try to ignore things, but there's some people out there that will make it their life's mission to try to make sure that you know that they're aggravating you like this person that you said that was making videos about you. Yeah. So it's it really, it's going to come down to a choice. Is it worth it? Do I want to do this? Will I benefit from it? Will I make friends? Yes, you will. You will make friends. Will you find people who will be your friends, stab you in the back? Yes, you will. Will you find people who want to like see you head first in a toilet? Oh, yes. This is all to expect. You're right about every concern you may have. So now it comes down to, is it worth it? Do you want to do it? I think I do. I think that it's always been something that I wanted. I've thought about having a show, a, a radio show in the past, and I really loved doing Periscope so much. I, and I, I do like my videos. Um, and it was my psychiatrist, uh, it was her idea to make some videos, you know, explaining the things that I explained. And I think they would help me more. I think that it sh I think that I should do it. I think that you're right. I can't let, I can't live in fear. Do you, you know? I'm right. not going to learn. And I'm the reason why I talk about this, Olivia, is not to scare people away from expressing themselves and being creative. It's just when you care about people, you want to make sure they know what, what happens if you continue to go forward with something like social media, it's the same way you would describe to me what it's like to be on Getter and Twitter. You're letting me know, hey, it can be fun, but it can also be a shit sandwich without the bread, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I have been I have been a famous meme before. I was a shared. I made a meme of, of my old self when I was 16. Um, and it was shared hundreds of millions of times. My face, even. 
I was like, oh my God, it's on coasters and all sorts of, I don't make any money from it. Like it was just out of my control. You got put on coasters. Yes. And t-shirts. Wow. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And my friends pointed it out to me. They're like, is this really you? And I'm like, oh my God, that's me. I went viral. Oof. Well, my goodness, you might be able to get some compensation. I've had some people put a different form or what we would refer to as a transition of what they perceive me as on a shirt. But I haven't actually had someone put my likeness on a uh, a shirt. I think you're able to sue people if they take your actual like image and do something like that. Like for a while there, I don't know if you know this, but I uh, there, people used to uh, some mean ass atheists used to call me an aquatic creature. All right. Mm-hmm. And then they would take the aquatic cartoon that they made of me and put it on T-shirts. I, of course, got my own stuff. I don't know if you can see the outside. Let me put that. Let people see. I do make my own shirts where I got my face on it and all that. But there it is right there. I showed people for a moment. But yeah, oh. is it your actual likeness? It's my, an actual picture of me when I was 16. I was uh, out of high, I was at a party mm-hmm. and I was drinking and I slid down the stairs on a cardboard box holding a beer and the caption says um something like beer because no great story starts with a salad and it's like a funny meme and you know it was just the perfect you know like halfway down the stairs and I'm like ah! like acting stupid and so it's a funny meme it's not about like it's just a st- silly one and so it went like people thought it was really funny that saying you know and it was on t-shirts and stuff you can google i'm still like you can google it and that picture of the person sliding down the stairs that's me oh wow Do you have a way to give me a link so i can see the image um well not like i would have to you know leave and stuff but oh, um, you can just go to like type in beer because no great story starts with a salad and that that picture is me okay let's see what we got um or maybe it says alcohol but i think it's beer okay what was the first part again i got beer salad beer because nothing no great story starts with a salad okay let me see but like when like from just my post, I think, you know, because people copy and share, I think just from my post being shared, I could see like tens and millions or more views and links. And then it's, you know, been shared and reposted millions of times. And it's so old. It's like a 20 year old meme. And it's still so. You like, got right a, like an orange uh, t shirt, darn? It's like a button-down shirt, yeah. It's not a t-shirt. I was really fat. That was right before I gained all the weight when I started drinking. Well, I think I see the image that you're speaking of. Yeah. Alcohol, because no great story starts with a salad. Yeah, why that is that? Why is that? I'm, uh, there's plenty of people out there like salad. What does that mean exactly? It just means that, you know, a quick way to have a stupid fun time is to get drunk and not be healthy. 
it was just kind of like a silly statement. You know, it wasn't really meant to have a meaning. It was just meant to be silly. To revel in dumbness. <laughs> <laughs> that was the point of the meme, to be revel in your stupid. You know, like a Weird Al Yankovic song, Dare to be Stupid. I mean, in no way what I'm saying is that if you're 16, you should slide downstairs while holding a beer. No, that's just dumb. Eat a salad and don't weigh 300 pounds like I did, not even two years later. Mm. Now, it looks like we got somebody out here called Mick. Um, I don't understand what they're saying. They say, hey, looky. Who we have here, if it isn't good old Brett Keen, long time no see. I have no idea who this Mick person is. Maybe it's old age or Alzheimer's kicking in, I don't know. But they say, I was born in a small town, no wait, I mean, I'm born in a big city. Well, I myself, I was uh, born in St. Louis, Missouri, and then later on I ended up moving out to the countryside. People, for some reason, some people don't hear all the information that's actually being said in videos, I suppose. No. People often don't hear so much. They hear what they want to hear. Yeah. They they hear to respond, too. Like, they're always looking to have a version of what you're saying ready to go that suits what they want to say. Mm. And it's less about communication and oftentimes about gotcha. Mm -hmm. I usually, I find myself in the habit of, if I get into a discussion with somebody I don't know, and uh, this may come off harsh, but I've noticed that there's no way to rationalize with someone like this, but there's some people where they'll watch a video by someone who hates me, who's cut up my voice, and then they ask me questions about whatever the troll was thinking as though I'm supposed to know their mind. Like, they'll say, so what did you mean when you said this or that, yada, yada, yada? And I'll say, well, what video of mine are you talking about? Well, I never watched your videos. I watched somebody else who interpreted you. Well, how the hell am I supposed to know what the hell that means or what? how somebody interprets? That's like asking this uh, Kim lady who made videos about you, right? How the hell am I yeah. supposed to know what this idiot's thinking over here that's running their mouth, right? <laughs> right. So it's... Well, she got me lots of, you know, she, I, I noticed that so many, like she got me a lot of traffic to my channel, but very few hateful comments in I think more people were like, this lady is mean, sorry about this, comments than I got. I think that she's not as popular as she thinks she is. Do you know what I mean? And it makes me feel pretty good. Oh, so the person basically has, they have a few subscribers and views. They figure they're popular because of it. And you've managed to actually get some positive reactions from people who may have looked at the videos and came over to you. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's I, I can understand that, too, because right now you've got videos that are very chill and very, you know, you're just chilling. You're not, like, trying to attack or do anything to anybody. And if somebody's doing that to you, people come over and see a nice person. They're going to be like, well, what the hell? This person was yeah. supposed to be Satan, you know? What's up? Yeah, and she clipped one sentence from one out of just one video, right? She only found one sentence to clip. 
And she played that over and over and gave it such a bad spin, like that I'm an evil person. And if you come and watch the video where the sentence was, you're like, you come away with a very different understanding of who I am as a person. And then you combine that with my other videos and it just kind of falls apart. And she moved on from me very quickly because of that, because she wasn't getting any traction. And, you know, I'm afraid of maybe not having such a safe set of content in the future <laughs> that I'll say something stupid. I'm afraid of saying stupid things and hurting people's feelings. I want to be nice. I do. I want to have the right opinion, darn it. Well, you're, you're not going to be able to. That's it, It's unfortunately not going to work that way. You see me, I'm very, I'm not tooting my own whistle, but I feel as though I'm extremely articulate. I feel like I explain things well. I feel like I'm descriptive, and I feel like I'm funny when I'm doing it. But people are over there literally beating their head with fucking wooden spoons whenever they hear me talk. And it's like... I even did a tutorial video once, Olivia, trying to teach people how to click out of their browser whenever they start having one of these meltdowns, and they won't take my advice. What do you do with that? You know, I don't know how to reach people who are in angry fit mode. Hmm. You could put a warning at the very front of your videos. Warning, I may say something you don't like. So strap yourself down that way you don't, you know, end up like a crack in your own spine from whiplash or something like that when you hear Ooh, me speak. trigger warnings. Oh, yeah. that's like very, very lefty, very trigger warning. Trigger warning, you may get upset. Trigger warning, the person that you are listening to may have different thoughts than you. Warning, be careful. You know what I'm thinking would be so much fun? I think that you and I should debate those people from the from the the Matt guy, the atheist Matt guy, because he has a trans person on his show now. Katie, I love her. I would love to be to win in the debate with her, even though I don't. I'm just a, sim a simple deist, but she's an atheist. She's like one of the strong ones. Like God doesn't exist. So that would be fun. We could talk about rock snot and just have a blast. <laughs> A atheist Matt, who who are you talking Matt about? Dillahaney, Matt Dillahaney, Matt Dillahaney. Oh, I've already I've already attempted to have uh, tried to do discussions with Matt Dillahunty. Matt Dillahunty's got this kind of ego issue where it seems like he'll only talk to you if it's on his um, the experience deal. And I've already called that show before a couple times, and they always seem to have technical problems every time I call. I've called the other show, um, her show, um, several times, and there I think she's very nice, Katie's show. I've never called the Atheist Experience when she was on it, um, but I've called her other shows. Well, let me give you a couple examples of some of the things I've asked the Atheist Experience. And it's weird because I'll ask them before we even start. I'll say, can you hear me good? Am I coming through clear? They go, yeah, yeah, sir, you're doing just fine. All right, can you explain to me how males and females came into existence through evolution? And they're like, uh, what? And I'm like, can you explain through evolution how males and females came into existence? And uh, they're like, well, that's, uh, you know, this is a conversation about yada, yada, yada. I'm like, well, I thought you said ask an atheist anything, so tell me. This is what you believe, right? 
And they go, hold, sir, we're having a hard time hearing you. Hold on, let me... They start tapping their mic at you like they can't understand what the hell I'm talking about. It's a good question, though, isn't it? I mean, it's good, but it's kind of a setup question, though, because they really have no ability to answer it in a short time span. I would probably... I don't know. So I would, if I were them, I would handle it by just saying, well, you can't, you know, I can't teach you a year's or uh, give you a biology degree in five minutes. Right. So, I mean, I would kind of, I would personally brush the question off while addressing it. Like, do you really want to answer? I would question your motives and Mm -hmm. attack you outside of the question itself. Right. They want to be they want to be the aggressors. They're hoping for people who do not think outside the box or really put any thought in their questions. They're wanting weak, vulnerable theists who haven't even taken the time to actually study theology to get up there so they can embarrass religious people. They're not interested in an actual conversation. They just want people that they think are lower than them so they can humiliate them. So me, I'll call up and ask them to, can you define love and can you tell me at what point in time in evolution love even became a thing? And uh, it's all of a sudden, uh-oh, hold on, we got problems here. <laughs> you, ask very, you, ask, you ask a lot of questions that are just kind of out there. And um, I don't know, if I were going to try and attack an atheist, I would probably not use science because I don't have a very big science background. You know, I couldn't, I wouldn't even know if they gave me the right answer or not, more likely. So... I would probably go the William Lane Craig route of trying to use logical conclusions. Do you know, have you heard of that guy, William Lane Craig? Yeah, I like William Lane Craig. Um, I would probably, if I were debating them, like Matt, I would probably use the William Lane Craig approach rather than the Kent Hovind approach. Well, the problem with William, the reason why I like Kent Hovind's approach is Kent knows well enough that atheists enjoy being the aggressors in a conversation. They want it to be where they get to question and analyze theology and religion and God. They want to put God on trial, but they don't want to talk about their own worldview. And I believe that if you talk about science and you talk about the very thing that they say they base fact and evidence on and show that they don't have all this knowledge that their ego tries to present on videos and all that, then they have to think about it. Why did this happen? Let me give you another example of something I've asked the atheist experience. Is evolution goal-oriented? Interesting question, right? I mean, it is an interesting question. I would have a follow-up question. Well, you can you can ask me whatever you like, but I'm curious. Do you think that evolution is goal-oriented? Is it set towards a goal? Is there a reason why energy and matter does what it does and creates these atomical um, structures for? Well, the goal, I mean, is there a goal to life? Or do you mean like the nature of the universe changing itself? So I would say... Biological evolution does have a goal, and that goal is the continuation of the species or the, or life itself, the general conglomeration of life. 
that that's right. the goal of life is to live. And that's like, where that's where an atheist would fall into a major rabbit hole if they were to answer like what you just did. But you're an open-minded person. You don't have like some kind of chip on your shoulder with the concept of God. Here's why. If I were to ask you right now, do goals require a consciousness? You would have to say, yeah. In order for life, for you to have goals in your life, you would have to have a conscious living mind in order to establish goals for yourself moving forward to better yourself. Or if whatever, it could be negative goals where your goal in life is you want to make videos like pissing on people because they're transgenders, right? That's your goal. So... Do you understand? If they say that evolution is goal-oriented, then now all of a sudden we bring it into my turf. It's on my territory now. Oh, really? Are you saying that nature has a consciousness to it now? Do you see? And I've seen a lot of people fumble the ball on that one. Well, well, I I would, like, we, let, let's practice. I would say that <laughs> that that you don't need consciousness to have what we would be pre to be goals. Like it just depends on like we're anthropomorphizing the concept of inevitability. That is to say entropy is a thing. Like, you know, we go from like there, the energy wants to be evenly distributed in the universe. Right. So it wants hot things to be cold. It does. Well, it does. It inevitably becomes that way. Like, so we have, we frame things as desire because we are desiring beings with goals, mm -hmm. but the laws of physics dictate these changes occur over time. And so that's not a goal to say that a hot thing is going to become cold. Right. But you can also describe it as well. The goal of the, the, you know, of entropy of the, the uh, of this law of thermodynamics is that the heat is going to escape. It's going to look for the easiest path out of its situation to get into the colder area. Well, Olivia, don't you think it would be better? Well, don't you think it would be better coming from the atheist point of view to just simply say, well, that the question that you're asking is malformed. You should probably say goal-oriented wouldn't be the word. It's it's no more than water isn't conscious of becoming hotter whenever it's being boiled kind of thing. And I, <laughs> I get that. But there's also an issue then. Because of the complexity of like creatures that are going through the evolutionary process, our little friend the snot rock how is snot rock becoming more and more complex? You have to ask yourself at this point, where is the information coming from that is creating the blueprint that they of what they are becoming at this point? Do you know what I mean? Well, we can like make computer programs that follow basic rules. Yeah. And they will turn out to be, you know, very complex pictures, even animations that can go on literally forever in a growing crystal, like, you know, that will just grow and they'll seem to be alive. Like you can watch YouTube video on Zeus, like they'll just program like a checkerboard to follow just like, okay, if this box turns black, you're going to boxes turn white. And if you're two neighbors, you know, like just simple rules. Olivia, right? just Olivia I, I don't know if you, uh, you notice this about yourself. And it's mm -hmm. good. I'm glad, and I encourage you to continue to think this way. But you have a very, very theistic mindset on how life works. 
I kind of did, yes. The way you describe things is it's clear that you believe that there's more than just the meat and the garbage that's sitting around us, that there's something more happening here. And because of that, you come off sounding like, well, like me, you're theistic. Whether you want to believe that or not. Let me give you an example of something here. Um, The atheists are declaring their proclamation is, is that nature isn't alive, that it's not sentient, that it is not sitting down and thinking of ways to be able to go into the different changes, that it's an unblind, unloving, uncaring process. You are talking about game developers and programs and routines, which, by the way, all requires a mind. So I agree with you on that. But now we're talking about a system that supposedly created life itself without intelligence or a mind behind it. Do you see how the atheists could easily find themselves in a rabbit hole on that? Well, yes. And so I was, you know, I like to play like the devil's advocate. And, you know, I've personally found, you know, more satisfaction arguing with theists pretending to be an atheist. So I do, you know, still want to, you know, I like to do that. But regarding, but you are very astute in, in in seeing that I don't really believe that. I just try to keep up with how I would respond to a theist. So you present all sorts of different ways that I've never heard anyone argue for it, and I, you know, instinctively want to figure out how to beat you because I'm just so used to doing that. Well, I hope that you understand there is a difference between me and some of the theists you probably see in social media. I used to be a very hardcore atheist, and I used to go out of my way to try to research ways where I could cause the concept of God scientifically and on a philosophical level to fail. I was determined to destroy the very concept of theology back then. I was a very pissy, angry guy. That's what I wanted to do. That was my ambition and goal. But the more and more I looked into science and the more arguments I tried to find against God, I started realizing, wait a minute, there's a lot more rationality and logic to this than more than just claiming it's a Santa Claus figure or a myth. That's what happened to me. Yeah. I just think that mine comes from a place of more humility in the universe in that I don't have, I certainly don't think I'm the the smartest creature in the universe. Like the universe is so amazingly giant and so amazingly complex and there's so much of it. And we don't understand what even 95% of the universe is made of, right? We just call it dark, dark matter, dark energy. 95% of the whole universe is in, is something we can't even measure or comprehend. And in if you're going to claim that you're basing your theology on objective truth in science, science will just admit we can't observe 95% of it. So how are you going to make these grand declarations about what does or does not exist since we are blind to 95% of the universe? Exactly. I think that at this point, compared to, you know, we were talking about our comparison of value to the universe. I think we're literally at less than 1%. It's like we're just barely hitting the tip on our perception of reality and what we're able to see. So you're absolutely right on that for sure. I think that it's bad. I think that people should just simply say, look, it's possible that certain things can exist. 
unless someone can present an argument that makes a god scientifically incompatible, why bother? Why bother? Why don't people just admit what truly is the problem? It's not God that's the problem. It's these pricks who betrayed us. It's pricks who are hypocrites. It's people who are a part of organizations, churches who annoy us. And we should just admit that instead of blaming God for what people do with their free will. And I think a lot of people have a better life if they do that. Focus the aggravation towards the people who deserve it is what I say. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree. People aren't really arguing against God. The concept, they're arguing against whatever God that they either grew up with or was pushed on to them. Right? I'm. You're, you can't, I'm like, I'm not an atheist against Allah or what I was, right? I mean, I guess I was tangentially, but I was mostly against whatever I was being told, you, you know? This, well, it's this not story. just about what you were being told. It's about the fact that you were supposed to be considered this important, valuable, special a person that God loves and is willing to die for, yet you're being treated like a piece of crap by the people who claim this is the truth. So your anger is not only about, you know, where is this loving God when these people are shitting on me? And I get that. I understand that. But people need to recognize who is the problem. Who's the one lying to you? Who's the one hurting you? It's not God that's doing it. It's the pricks that are doing it. And once the problem that is truly the problem is getting dealt with, that's when we start to heal. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Makes sense to me. You're good at this. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's because I like M&Ms a lot, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> I love, oh, my gosh. I have not, like... I don't even know, like, I haven't seen the cartoons or anything. I'm just, ugh, M&M's. This is going to be me and Olivia's, like, inside joke for now. <laughs> Anytime things get intense, M&M's, high heels, Olivia Lasser says that to me. <laughs> you mind if I get a smoke real quick? I haven't had my daily injection of cancer today. Go right ahead. I'll right, be right back. You talk, plug your channel, all right? I will. So I think that I'm going to remember the things that he'd said. I'm going to talk about voting and how everyone, they don't really care. And I'm going to talk about veterans because I love veterans. I'm going to get a veteran boyfriend one day. And I feel bad that they kill themselves at such a high rate. Like, I think that it's either as high as transgender people or maybe even higher. That would be so sad. I don't know why we can't come to agreement that um, veterans should get um, mental health care. Like, I understand that many of them are very shy about it and they don't want to go do it, but we should make it easier to for them to go and change their mind and not make it hard for them to change their mind or stigmatize it or anything like that. We should encourage that, you know, not put it as brainwashing or anything like that because we just want them to be happy and healthy and go get really good jobs and use the skills of leadership and camaraderie that they learned without hurting themselves. That's what I think. I think that we shouldn't have such a big, I don't understand why it's a debate. I just don't get it. it makes no sense to me. So that's a good topic. What else is a good topic? 
Ooh, electric cars. <laughs> are electric cars good? I keep wondering if the electric cars are good. My friends say that they are. Like I have one friend who's really into Teslas and uh, she loved two friends, two friends who love Teslas. And, but I've heard that you can get bad batteries and it costs like $25,000. And then what about the resale on your old battery car? Like if you're, you know, cause batteries can hold less energy over time. So if your gas tanks by buying a car and then having the gas tank get smaller over time, Mm-hmm. and then to have the gas tank have to cost $25,000. Would you buy a car like that? Where, you know, in five years, your gas tank is only, you know, half as big as it was when you first bought the car. And then that sounds like it's going to cause a lot of depreciation. Don't you think? If you can only fit half as much gas in five years in your car. Maybe that's just me. Although no oil changes sounds good. <sighs> Elon Musk, he's an interesting character. Speaking of Tesla, he's kind of, I wonder if he's like legit. Is he a real billion? Like, is he really a genius or is he like a con man? Like, I can't gauge whether he's really, really a genius or he's shysty. Like, Tesla's work and stuff, okay, but. Why do they need children to mine lithium in mines? That doesn't seem like a very nice person set that whole process up. And he bragged about it kind of cruelly, you know, about starting coups to get lithium. That didn't sit right with me. And that 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 uh, that loop in Vegas, that seems like a scam. Like they could have done a better job than that. Than cars? I don't it doesn't make any sense. Why not just have a little train, you know, like Disney World? So that didn't seem like a super great invention. And the truck is ugly. Oh, my God. And the semi is ugly. So I don't know. And he talks about cryptocurrency. And I'll tell you what. I cannot understand cryptocurrency. It seems like a Ponzi scheme to me. I don't get it. Like, okay, there's this fictional money that they say that is um, not infinite, okay? But there's not an infinite amount of Bitcoins, but then there's Ethereum, but there's not an infinite amount of Ethereum, but there's Dogecoin, but there's not, so there is infinite cryptocurrency. They, whenever they, you know, they can just keep inventing new ones. So that is infinite. It's just made up stuff. There's no real scarcity. So I don't, I don't get, it's, it's a scam, y'all. Don't buy cryptocurrencies. Even like this guy, Lex Friedman, the MIT professor who I love, and I think he's great. Why was he believing in Cryptcoin? Cryptocoin? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. This whole cryptocurrency thing makes no sense to me. Seems like a scam. And the only time you could really use it was to buy drugs and other like things on the internet. That doesn't seem like a very good product where you're, you know, it facilitates crimes. And, you know, these NFTs where people sell them for a million dollars, you can't really believe that someone really bought that, right? So what's happening is drug dealers are found an easy way to launder money. Like, oh, I sold this million dollar coin to some sucker where in fact there was no sucker. 
there was this an offshore bank account of this guy, his own money, and he transferred that money into his legitimate account by selling a fake thing. That's called money laundering, y'all. <laughs> They're not really selling it. And if you buy these coins or these NFTs, you're losing your money, but you're only serving to prop up a market of money laundering for drug dealers and pimps. But that's my personal opinion, because I don't see how that market works without that. That's what it is. <clears throat> it's better than a laundry mat for cleaning money. And you don't even have to have cash. So you can put your money into a Caribbean bank account, you know, so you sell a $10 million worth of cocaine and you go to the Bahamas and you deposit your money into an account. So you don't want your money to sit in there in that account because you want to pay taxes on it to have a legitimate source of income. So you can't just say, hey, IRS, I just found a million dollars on the beach. No, no, no. You have to have the pretense of doing something legitimate. And the pretense of the legitimate action is that you found a sucker to buy an online JPEG before it's illegal. <sighs> what are you guys' thoughts about that? I think the crypto is a My scam. thoughts are you should never do anything illegal. No, you should never. <laughs> What do you think of this crypto coin thing? Do you think that crypto coin is a scheme? I think it's nonsense, to be honest with you. I tried a website a while back that was like a another video sharing site. It had a lot of interesting things. You could post videos and blogs and pictures and all kinds of stuff. And I really thought it was going to be a thing. And they said that you immediately get paid crypto coin. And I got like thousands of crypto coin out of it. And then, of course, whenever I tried to use it for anything, it didn't wasn't worth the shit. Might as well have Monopoly money. Yeah. So that's uh, that's my experience with it. Yeah, that's what I think. It's a scam. Yeah, I literally, if I I still have a a username and videos over at this place, and it's um it's garbage. <laughs> Thousands of crypto coins. And uh, it doesn't do anything. I can't buy anything with it. I can't purchase. Uh, oh, yeah, they'll say, well, if you, you can use your crypto coin to open up more features on the page. And it's like, uh, yeah, whatever. So that's my thoughts on it. Sorry, I'm not a, I can't tell you it's a get rich scheme or something that you'd be able to, you know, get all wealthy with, but it doesn't work. <laughs> Well, you're either in the know and you're one of the people who are going to get rich from it because you know you're you're playing the game or you're 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 it's not even my idea is it's not even like that that people who the, the scam isn't really even the main scam that it's illegal money laundering. Why do you say that for? Okay, so you know how they have these, um, you have, for example, you've got, say you've got loads of cash of, of dirty money and you need to have a business so you can get that money to be legitimate, pay your taxes and have it look real. Well, if you can just say like, okay, I'm going to sell this phantom company that I control. I'm going to sell them my bitcoins for 
this ridiculously high price, you've just laundered that money. You can pay taxes on it, and it'll, that's a transaction. You bought this figmented, this imaginary thing, this digital asset that really you didn't pay for, and that cost you nothing. So now you have a legitimate transaction to get dirty money into your legitimate bank account to pay taxes on and be rich. Yeah, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah, it's basically there's nothing there to actually give or be able to help people. Yeah, unless the government puts some kind of value on it then and it doesn't become common practice, it really isn't nothing. It's just nonsense. Right. It's just nonsense. And so the, the frenzy provides a plausible deniability. Like, how's the government going to say you didn't? Like, there are dummies paying apparently a million dollars for these fictional pictures and coins. Or are they? Like, it's anonymous, so it's a fake market. So you're like, oh, I sold my Bitcoin for $10 million. What? So you, to who? What are you talking about? You sold your digital non-real thing to someone for $10 million. And then you can't, and the government would go, if you said that with a car, the government would be up your butthole. If you said you sold a Corvette for $10 million, they'll go, no, 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 no. We don't accept that. Here's the list price of your car. There's some shady dealings going on, right? That they would certainly go after you, but they can't do that necessarily now because how can they prove that this wor- this figment of your imagination didn't sell for $10 million on the anonymous blockchain? This sounds like another video right here that yeah. you uh, could put together about you know, these schemes and scams. Yeah, I, I think of scams a lot, you know, and just how lots of things seem like they're scams. You. But that's the economy is kind of a scam, right? That's the nature of the world we live in. I mean, you know, capitalism itself is kind of a scammy. Yeah, there is a lot of organizations and companies out there that play people out for sure. That's one of the problems we have. Money. Money. It's not good. We need it, but it's bad. So do you think um speaking of money mm-hmm. so what do you think of this it's one thing um like we, you know Christians who like who who are rich and they defend being rich and I'm just like well according to the Bible you can't go to heaven if you're rich and they're like, that's not true. Like Dave Ramsey, he's got his own little cult, you know, like, you know, get rich Christians. And really, didn't the Bible say that you're more likely to get the camel through a needle than you are to get a rich person into heaven? And I don't think that that's meant to convey that there is a slight chance you're getting to heaven, right? I think it's meant to convey there's no chance, like, you know? Well, I, I think... Oh, sorry. We have a little bit of an echo there. But in the specific uh, thing that you're talking about with the money issue, 
the the Bible does say that money can cause a lot of problems. It causes a lot of greed and extra anxieties that people don't need. And obviously the materials can't be taken forward. But in the specific thing you're talking about, there was a man who walks up to Jesus and says, Hey, I, I have all these great things and all this, but I want to follow you. I want to go along with you. And Jesus says, well, that's great. Then give your money to the poor. Help out those out there that are hurting. Um, because I'm all about do unto others as you want done unto you. Love your neighbor. Help people. Pull people up kind of attitude. Kind of like Denzel Washington a little bit. I don't know if you've ever heard him talk about God. Well, the guy, yeah. the guy basically stated, well, I... I'm not willing to make these kind of sacrifices. I, I don't want to give up my money. I don't want to, why, why do I got to do all that for? Can I give a little bit? And he kind of pulled the Cain and Abel thing where he didn't want to give unto God and give unto the people. He wanted to keep it all for himself. He showed that he was selfish and that he wasn't willing to make any moves to make a difference in the world or for other people. And that's the reason why Jesus told him. It wasn't the money itself. It was his attitude that he didn't give a damn if he helped anybody or gave any love or anything like that. He wanted to follow because he thought with all of his material things, he could buy his way into heaven. And that's just not so. So that's a very good point. But also maybe it was about that, you know, money itself. Having a hoard of money means that you have to alter your thinking and personality a bit to always try to protect your hoard. And you become distrustful and you become greedy just by having the money you know it's that like maybe money and wealth or wealth is kind of like pornography or some other inherently bad thing that negatively affects you regardless of how you try to battle like you try to stay strong against it like alcohol or you know it's a scourge of mankind that's a perfect example, too, and I could actually use an analogy whenever it comes to porn. You got a man or a woman who's in a relationship with someone that they claim that they would give them heaven and earth, that they love them till the end of time, okay? Then the question the woman or the man in the relationship should ask is, if I'm the only one and I'm so important to you that you're willing to give your life for me, then why do you need to watch videos of other people banging other women and men for? If I'm so important, then why don't you tell me how important I am and we share that bond and that sacredness together as opposed to you watching some sick shit on the internet? Well, what is the person going to say? They're either going to say, you're right, I should stop what I'm doing and focus my love and attention on you and any kind of fire I have or lust it should be for you because the Bible says that your bedroom can't be defiled. If you're married or in a relationship, then you can pretty much do a lot of really unusual ideas that you have with your partner. But if you're lusting for other people, then you're basically committing a concept of adultery. I, I'm not trying to get into sermon mode. I hope you don't feel that way. I'm just kind of... No, you're just exploring an idea. Yeah. So that's for anybody out there that's ever wondered. I've had a few people ask me, Brett, do you think porn is bad? 
it's not the porn itself that's the issue. It's your mindset and what it does to the value of the relationship you have with another person. It's not that video and the naked nudity of a body is what's causing you the issue. It's how you look at it and how you demoralize the people that you were seeing as well as the person you're having a relationship with. Does that make sense? It does. Well, <clears throat> porn is, you know, is, it, I think we could, porn is probably objectively bad for society and the individual. Like anything that causes, that, that, that you use to get dopamine hits, you know, faster and faster and, and you like a hamster hitting the heroin button, it stops eating and things like that. You, you do are going to neglect other parts of your life, you know, whether it's porn or alcohol or whatever it is that you're using to escape. It can be bad and can have addictive qualities. So, you know, I think that we have lots of things that can capture us, on an emotional level and a physiological level, attacking us in society all at once, right? And so I definitely think porn is one of those things. I think porn is as bad as alcohol, probably. Yeah, but you also uh, realize that heroin and alcohol isn't... It's not what is bad within itself. It's not like the alcohol is screaming out at you, hey, you bastard, you better drink me. We better spend some time tonight or something. It's the person's mindset. There's a there's some people out there where they can drink a sip and then go on with their day. They, they moderate themselves, but there's other people where they feel like they got to go sit in a corner somewhere and drink until they're puking and vomiting and barely able to walk home at the end of the day. And they don't remember why it is that they wake up the next day with a spoon in their ass. You know what I mean? Why? You know, <laughs> there's me well, and my humor. There, I will say that, that that's the kind of alcoholic I am. So I can go, you know. What? You're waking up with spoons in your ass? Yes, girl. Dude, I have woken up in different cities. I have I have had like me and alcohol have stories. So it's it's that once I take a sip, I can't like stop. Well, I, I mean maybe a sip, but once a certain point, there's a threshold, right? Have you ever seen the movie Blind Date? Uh, I think I've heard of a title. I last thing I remember watching having to do with dating is Date with an Angel. Very old movie, though. Is this guy who went on a blind date, and all his friends were like, "Whatever you do, don't get this lady any alcohol." And he's like, "What? That makes no why?" And then he gets her some, and she blacks out and goes crazy. And some people are very they we metabolize alcohol very differently, you know, and alcoholism certainly runs in my family. And gosh, I just will black out very early. And sometimes I'll just go on all night with no memories and just chugging alcohol. Like I just want to, you know, I just don't know how to explain it. And then sometimes I'll, I'll just drink specifically to be unconscious. So I want to kill my thoughts. I don't want to have thoughts. So I just want to drink as much as I can super fast so that I'm unconscious. Well, why do you, uh, why do you do that? Why now to sit down and distract yourself by writing a book or getting into painting or gardening or something? 
because my not thoughts are very negative. Well, then like when I, try to push yourself to think of how good of an idea to go out and garden or, or paint something positive. You're in control of your mind. Don't let your, your mind or your consciousness take control over you. You take control over it. Say, I'm not going to do this negative shit. I'm going to... I'm going to paint a really pretty picture today. It may not be some fucking Mozart shit, but I'm going to do it anyway. That, I'm going to do that. Like, I'm going to make YouTube videos. But I have been very good about not drinking. So over the last few years, I drink so much less than I used to. And, you know, I'll go weeks or months between drinking. And so that's gone well. Granted, I still, you know, I replaced it with weed a little bit, but I don't get myself in trouble with marijuana. Like, I don't black out and go and commit crimes or, you know, like getting behind the wheel of a car or anything like that. I, I can keep myself safe. Oof. But you do realize if you're already going through depression and you're feeling loneliness and then on top of it, you drink. The drinks have antidepressant and it's going to cause you to uh, crash even harder. Oh, yeah. The next day after I drink, I have the worst days of my life. Like, I, I would just want to die. Absolutely. I agree with that. Do you think this, this is something you're able to get control over? Or do you think you're still at a point where you can find some alternatives or something uh, more positive for your time? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I, I, well, I find alternatives. I don't know necessarily that I found positive, truly positive alternatives, no. But I have found alternatives. All right, I got an idea for you. Okay. We, we were talking, so this will help you actually produce some videos, and it'll also be fun for you. I want you to get three of your favorite songs in karaoke format and make a video where you sing on it. Play the karaoke <laughs> music and just sing to it. Oh, my gosh, I have the worst voice. I'll try that. I'll, I'll, I'll think of some songs. No, don't don't even think about where your voice is. If you accidentally mess up a line, keep on singing. And uh, if it turns out that you sing a line and it tickles you or whatever, and you feel like you got to laugh, then do it. Even if you lose the chorus, just have a good time with it. You're fun. I will. <laughs> I'm going to talk about all sorts of things. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing what your uh, what what a video or uh, what your thoughts and experiences with social media, how you've seen people treat each other. Is social media really a benefit? Some of the solutions that you think would make it a more content and peaceful place. Yeah, I think that is a good one. I think that I might. I think that that is something I'll talk about for sure. Probably even more than one video. I think. It's one of the issues of our whole, you know, the time of uh, of civilization that we're living in. It's becoming a very big deal. Imagine growing up with social media. I couldn't imagine. Like, these kids have to have very different thought processes than, than we can really imagine, maybe. 
Yeah. I think uh, nowadays, uh, one of the reasons why you got all these adults who are saying, oh, these kids, they just don't know how much they got. And they do this whole thing where, you know, why is this kid in the video games and all this? Well, you got these parents who they work all day long and they don't spend any time trying to teach their children about honor or a code of living or some kind of structure. So these kids have to go somewhere in order to be able to develop themselves. So they'll go to the Internet. Is it no wonder it seems like people are getting more immoral, more desensitized and all this, because that's where they're getting their parenting from, what social media offers. Just a constant stream of heroin, as you put it. Yeah. It's, it's like heroin. We get dopamine hits from it, from being shared and liked, and we become obsessed with it. You need to, oh, did I only got 14 likes? I only got shared 20 times. Mm-hmm. And then you combine that with people who who use that to prey upon the vulnerable. Yeah, there's definitely some cruel people out there. Yeah, I don't know how it is that a lot of people, whenever they start up YouTube, they immediately think that it's just going to be a matter of, oh, people are either going to like me or they just won't watch me type of thing. No, we're plugged into the world, and this world has serial killers and psychopaths and every terrible thing that you can think of that will have the same opportunity as a good person to watch us. So don't expect everything to be roses and flowers, you know what I mean? And if you get roses and flowers, be even doubly suspicious because you shouldn't be getting them. I hear you there. Yeah, if you get somebody leaving a comment saying, Hey there, boy, I got a popsicle in my pocket. You ever seen the family guy before? Yeah. There you go. Like, I just would love to support your work. Let me send you some money. Well, there are some people out there will, that will support you if they feel like what you got going on, they will do something. But, yeah, there is some people out there who say, yeah, I really love you, man. We should meet out somewhere sometime out in the woods where nobody can see us and hear us so we can have a real good conversation. Yeah, creepy mm-hmm. people for sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've met so many creepy people online. This guy offered me $10,000 um, on my Periscope. And he wanted me to go to a cabin, like in the woods, a cabin with him and his friends. Yeah, that sounds like some (laughs) army of darkness, evil dead shit right there. I don't know if you want any Mm -hmm. of that. They were saying, we'll have you in a, they're like, would you like be in a cage? It'll be like, you'll just be in a cage. You know, like, you know, you'll dance in a cage. I'm like, what? Like, We'll give you the money up front, even. I'm like, oh, my God. You people, no, I'll never leave. <laughs> You're going to kill me. I knew. Oh, boy. That's rough. <laughs> There's all sorts of crazy people. I've met so many crazy people in my life. Oh. But, or like the people who take advantage of, you know, girls getting them on OnlyFans. You know, they'll, they'll stock them on YouTube. Like, I've seen girls that I've enjoyed their channel and they didn't have many um, viewers. Like, I'm one in specific. Like, she just quit OnlyFans. And she was pretty much groomed into OnlyFans from YouTube. Like, from her quote-unquote fans 
We're like, come over to this. You'll make some money. We'll give you some money. All you got to do is show us your vagina. Right? And she's 19, and she doesn't really like, hey, I'm poor. I work at Walgreens. This will really help me out. But little does she know, fucking strangers are selling, reselling her naked body, you know, paying her $200 for a picture, and then reselling it and posting it on the internet for thousands of dollars, right? That's predators taking advantage of vulnerable people, is what I mean. That is awful. Yeah, that's very common. And then you can hit them up 10 years later after they have their first kid and go, hey, wouldn't you hate your kid to get this email? Why don't you send me some money? Mm. Yeah, some rough people out there. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if somebody sent me pictures of like whenever I was younger or something, I know that that bothers a lot of people. I would probably look at the picture and say, well, damn, I look pretty damn good back in the day. Thanks for sharing. That really brightens my fucking day. And I go, fuck yourself there, pal. Right. So, <laughs> yeah, I remember those days. That was when I was like 50 pounds fucking lighter. Thanks for sharing there, sir. Yeah, I'm terrible, ain't I? You're funny. <laughs> you on your picture, like you have big muscles on your picture. You like work out a lot. Nah, I'm just a big guy. As far as lifting things, I lift furniture around the house every time my wife decides that she needs the whole house rearranged and shit. But no, I'm not going out and buffing up or anything. Wow. I have no muscles. I need to work out. My uh, my son, he's majorly into protein shakes and going out to the gym and doing all that kind of stuff. I guess whenever I was younger, I kind of thought, oh, yeah, I could go do this every once in a while. But I'm definitely no Chuck Norris. I do not want to do that shit day in and day out. And I don't know. I, uh, I've i told my wife, I said, I don't want to be a pretty corpse. I don't think that when you die, you ought to be pretty and stuff. You know, let the let the world kind of wear on you a little bit. You know, it adds some class and tradition, right? Yeah. Although oh, I got an interesting question for you. I was talking yeah. to a guy just yesterday in uh, the other room and stuff that I was talking in, and um, we were talking about how, and he finds this weird that I'm re uh, that he sees me as religious, why I would have this thought process, but I'm kind of uh, to a point where I don't understand why we even bother with like graveyards anymore. I've often told my family that whenever I die, just put me in a fucking hefty bag and put me out by the road for the dump truck to pick up. Why do we waste all this money and bullshit for in these fancy boxes? I don't get it. I agree. It's, <laughs> I agree. It's, it's how we, you know, it's just one of the nature, like who knows we, we want to, or why people are against organ donating. Like you're not going to need your organs when in the afterlife. Yeah, I went up to get a new state ID recently, and this I, I had to do it in order for my wife to be able to file some taxes and things. And uh, she said, would you like to donate any of your organs? And I said, look at me, ma'am. Would you want any of the shit that comes out of my body? Are you serious? And I said, I'll tell you what you could do is you could put whatever is actually useful into a fucking jar and then, like, uh, put a tobacco plant on it, and you might get something out of that, but... 
I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't put my eyeballs or organs into somebody else and shit unless they don't want to live no longer than two weeks. And she's like, all right, sir. Shall we, um, I guess we'll pass on that then. Jared, isn't that special? Well, that's true. I mean, that's not to say that your organs aren't any, aren't any good, but I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like, what? We don't, like, we do, like, I agree. We we have, we hold on to sentiment. It's kind of sentimental, you know. I, I We started probably, like, I to say in the evolution sense, we started burying people so that we didn't have to watch buzzards pick apart our dead family. Probably. You know? Yeah. Yeah, me, I, I just don't get it. Take it all to the dump. I've got ideas for a lot of different things, but nobody listens to me on some of these really awesome theories. I've also got an idea on what to do with the waste dump. Are you ready for this? You're going to love it. What? Well, we've got all these homeless people in St. Louis, and I'm thinking, why don't we pay them to go through the garbage dumps, which they already do on a normal basis, and collect all the things that need to be recycled. And all the shit that can't be recycled, we send it on the next fucking rocket and send it off to space and to the sun. Why don't we do that with all this trash that way we're not accumulating all this fucking waste material? What do you think? Is it ingenious or what? That is. I've had a similar idea. I was thinking, like, dumps are going to be a place where we're going to mine in the future. Like, there's tons of copper. I bet there's tons of all sorts of metals that are precious in dumps. There's tons of old appliances. There's tons of, like, all sorts of things. We could mine the dumps. That's the way to do it. Some people's turds are another man's trophy. Something like that. I heard some philosophy of that a while back. Yeah. I I was at a park. Um, have you ever heard of Austin City Limits, the music festival? Uh uh. Tell me about it. <clears throat> so it's a three day long music festival up in Austin, Texas, and they have like lots of bands and it's in this huge park. One year I went there and it was real so rainy and they had just redone the park and fertilized it. Well it turns out it they had used recycled poop. And you could, like, we were all walking in a big poop mud pit the whole festival. A poop mud pit? Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious, what the hell are you doing that for? Well, because we didn't expect it to rain, and it was really super pretty grass that had just been, you know, sodded down, and they put it over a, a big layer of poop. It was sterilized poop, right, from the sewage system, but it was still poop. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, plants like poop. And mm. we like plants. Yeah, yeah. I can see how that would actually be beneficial for the environment, for sure. Damn. So why aren't we shipping all of our poop out into the desert to make new dirt to grow more plants, to hold more water? I don't know. We don't do, do anything like that? Nobody's ever come up with this idea? Well, I don't know. Like, we've got all this poop everywhere. Why are we just using the poop to make more dirt? Right. 
See, we're entrepreneurs. We come up with all these scientific uh, inventions, and ain't nobody uh, championing that, utilizing our our intellect. Nope, they're too busy making fake computer coins. Uh, it's kind of like we're in a Twilight Zone movie, right? We're the only people walking around and. Uh, we need glasses and we want to read kind of thing. You ever seen that Twilight Zone episode? Um, the one where the, the last guy on Earth broke his glasses? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. All you want to do is read and be left alone and all that. And then, boom, the glasses break. This is big. He had many years. He had many years of, of happy reading, though. Yeah. I don't. Do you think Elon is a con artist, or do you think he's a legit genius? Well, I I think that there's uh, definitely some intelligence to him. Obviously, uh, you don't get to yeah. where you are, uh, you don't get to be Elon Musk unless you know something. You know, you at least have a good business sense, and he has come up with a lot of neat stuff. I understand there's an entire organization behind him that's helping him. But even that, I mean, just try to imagine just you and I in our normal day, the kind of shit we'd have to go through just to be able to get a few people together to agree on something to even produce something creative like that. The guy's obviously fucking got something going on that we don't know about. Well, you know? he was born super rich. Well, that fucking helps, too. <laughs> yeah. His dad owned an emerald mine. That'll do it too, right there. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He was he was born as a white rich guy in South Africa. He didn't have much competition because you know back when they back when in the olden days they just you know it was like America was back when we were first founded. You know, only certain people got had to have anything. So I don't know. I I watch documentaries on him, and they're like he did like he didn't really program these things. He just bought them, and then. I don't know. I watch the, uh, I watch him, you know, pump crypto coins. And I'm like, that doesn't seem very, like, legitimate. And then you look at the Vegas tunnel, and it looks kind of like a scam, you know. And I was like, that's they they paid for that. That's we could have done better than that. You know, Disney World did better than that seventy years ago. They put a train underground. Why could what's he doing with these Tesla cars? But even that's the thing. Even if people accused uh, this guy of simply buying up good inventions, I mean, there's so many people out there that invent things, and some of it's either broken, doesn't work properly. But to actually be the person that says, you know what, I'm going to invest money, how do you even find these people? How do you even get to the point where you're having a conversation with them to make a deal and then put a patent on it and all that? There's some intelligence involved with that. I I would definitely agree. Me, I'm lucky if I can get a fucking proper stream going half the time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I hear that I'm smart sometimes, but I just uh I just feel very like like I don't have a real grasp of how the world works or that I'm not, I don't have the killer instinct that I'll need to be, to get to that, to get to what other people are doing. 
Well, there seems to be two kinds of smarts. There's the smart where people are good with books and they're, you know, good with the whole school scene and all that. And then there's street smarts. Basically, a person that's been around the block, they've they've had the world try to kick its ass and manage to survive it type of smart. You got that instinct and all that. But I think that you have to be kind of... Um, I think the problem for uh, folks like you and I is we're smart, but we don't have that desire to step on the, the bodies of people we love and the skulls of other people in order to get to the top. It's just not that important to us. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Well, that's unfortunately what a lot of these corporations and organizations have to do. You have to kind of put your consciousness aside that's one of the reasons why some people ask why is it that evil people seem to prosper but good people seem to suffer well because evil people don't mind stepping on you like a fucking bug to get to where they're going that's the reason the world is set up in such a way that if you want to accomplish something sometimes you got to make somebody else bleed or suffer in order to do it and you and i are not this type of person it is not in our fucking nature sorry you know i agree <coughs> oh i try i try not to hurt anyone i feel bad if i think that i did you know right Me, I like to see people laugh, but I think that comedy is a lot like beauty. It's all in the eyes of the beholder, obviously. Yeah, and it doesn't last with age. Mm-hmm. So, like, comedy is a lot like beauty. Most old comedy doesn't age. Most comedy does not age well. Yeah, a lot of culture changes and people get all stiff. I've noticed that. I think that's one of the reasons why they come up with that stuff where people are melting and snowflakes, right? People just, they're very frigid nowadays. Well, yeah. One just things that I don't know. I can't, I can't think of like any good, I can think of comedies that I still think are funny, but like a lot of comedies just, just, I don't know. They don't, they tell like, they tell jokes meant for that year you, you can't like what are they even saying you know like culture reference comedy never ages well for mm. the most part but like young frankenstein is a movie that i think i can watch forever and still funny there's some comedians out there where they're so intuitive and so bright that you can watch them and you'll swear they're a damn prophet. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Bill Hicks and uh, George Carlin and some of the comedians of the past. Uh, there was this de- guy called Dennis Miller. He would predict shit that was going to happen. He said, you know, the world's so stupid that I wouldn't doubt that they start like, you know, popping fucking blue turds out of planes when they're flying. And what do you know? We got blue turds being dropped out of the sky, literally killing people because they don't know when to drop the poop out of a plane. So, yeah, (laughs) the dude's a damn prophet. I'm sorry, but he predicted it. Bill Hicks was very prophetic in his comedy, I will say. George Carlin, he was he was he was a very good social commentator and. I really enjoyed him. I saw him at the end, but he had obviously, like, when I saw him live, 
he he had obviously started having some dementia. Why do you say that? He kept repeating. He repeated jokes sometimes, and like he would forget his place, and he would just retell the same joke. And it would his timing was not the way it used to be, and he stumbled over his words, and a lot of it just like the repetition reminded me of someone with dementia. Oh, that's sad. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that. I've watched a lot. I've never got to see George Carlin live. I got to see all the videos where apparently they probably edited them and made them look a lot cleaner and you know, like he's on the ball or something. I. Oh, that's sad to well, hear. Well, he was like during his his HBO specials in like the early nineties and and before he was always he was really on the ball. I I think that when I saw him, it was like. Um, I was some at the Silver Dome in Detroit, probably like '98, and it just felt like he was winding down. Like he he just didn't have that same spark that he did from the HBO specials that I had seen just a few years earlier. Oh, that's rough. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I don't know why it is, but I never even thought about. What was happening to him towards the end on that? You know, I I I always assumed, and I don't know why, that he was like perfect all the way up to the point where click he dies. I didn't even think there was like some misery in between that. Damn, that's something to think about. Yeah, and he told a sad story. Like he, like he, you could just he told sad stories. Like he t- how he missed his wife. You know, and, and then he showed his dog had died. I'm like, this is a comedy show? Like, George Carlin, oh, this is sad. Wow, I never heard him even mention his wife or his uh, the loss of a dog. Obviously, as he got older, he would... Yeah, he did talk about how he loved his dog and everything a while back, but never heard of him saying that. Damn, that must have been like other... Goodness. It was it was certainly different, and I'm like, well, I'm glad I got to see him live, um, you know. But it was kind of sad to hear him sort of repeat, and, and it wasn't like repeating to make a point. It was repeating like he just didn't remember he just said that, and he's repeating it. Dang, that's rough. Looks like we got somebody called. Oh, well, it looks like they went away. Somebody looked like they wanted to chat or something. I hope I'm not ch- chasing away your other callers. Well, what does it matter if they can't listen and say, hey, I'd like to participate with these two awesome people? Why not? Well, that's true. I'm not going to, if I'm having a decent conversation with somebody, somebody comes in and goes on about, I don't want to talk with this person in the room. I say, well, have a Coke and a smile and shut the fuck up then. You know, that's my <laughs> thought process about it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, that's a Richard Pryor thing. I don't know if you liked Richard Pryor. Yes, he was talking about Bill Cosby. He's like, have a cook and smile, shut the fuck up. Well, it was actually Eddie Murphy talking in the Richard Pryor voice about Bill Cosby. That's right. That's right. I think that was in Delirious. Uh, I think it was in Raw. Yeah, Raw. Yeah, Delirious was good, but Raw was just yikes. That was... It was funny. Yeah. You know whose comedy didn't age well? Who's that? Um, Sam Kennison. Sam Kennison? 
I've watched quite a few of his videos of late, like him doing the teacher bit. And uh, what 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 did he do that was bad or out of date? Ah, uh, he went. I mean, the one he had that one album where he was mostly just like, I don't understand. Like, why would you want to have sex with a guy if you're a guy? And you know, oh. he was very homophobic. Yeah, he was a uh, old generation, like uh, the classical old comedian, basically hitting everything. He was. Uh, they think David Chappelle's bad nowadays. They then they haven't watched Sam Kennison. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah. Well, Sam Kennison wasn't just. Uh, he didn't just have homophobia. He seemed to also have an issue with women as well. If you if you remember. Mm hmm. But yeah, he uh, he he took it. He was with that uh, lady from the Jim Baker Club, Jessica Hahn. You know, he, he kind of and he hired all he hired whores all the time, and he just presented women as like tokens often. Yeah, yeah, that guy's got a very strange story. I I recall that he supposedly was a preacher for a while there, right? And yeah, he felt that's his story. Yeah, that's a story, and I uh, heard the story about how he died too, and that was really sad. Yeah, it was. It was sad. He was <clears throat> drunk driving um, out on the highway, going to like Vegas or something. Mm. There are many uh, preach. Like I remember after that, people were like, "He got saved right as he died." I'm like, I don't know about that. I think they believed that because of, I think that he was talking to God as he was dying on the side of the road, or at least perceived it as such. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe, maybe God doesn't mind having someone standing there next to him going, ow, ow, ow. I don't know. <laughs> he just reminded me, like, he reminded, like, I don't know. I'm I'm as cynical like about ex preachers as I am about preachers. Why why Especially is that? If they want a platform. Well, because if it's you know if they're platform seeking, right? Mm -hmm. I think that that like did you really address the issues of what you were doing, or are you just picking a new side to do the same thing? Oh, you're talking about uh, preachers that end up going skeptic or atheist? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it's kind of like, okay, are you admitting you didn't believe what you said before and you were gaming a system? Or, and like, if you did that then, why would you not be doing it now? Like, how did you gain the morality from <laughs> then until now without God? Or, you know, I don't know. But it's hard to make money as an atheist. It's way easier. There's way more money in God than atheism. No. More money in atheism, <laughs> actually, through social media. In reality, uh, if someone's working for, um, like, a multi-million dollar church, there's money in it for specific people. But I think in social media, atheists have it made. I'll give you an example. <laughs> Uh, I'll give you an example. Do you know how much money I make each month from doing this? 
I have no idea. Zero. Not a I damn. was going to say, I don't, don't think you make much. Nah, every once in a while, somebody will get a, a, buy a book or something like that, and that's really nice of them. Um, but uh, if you go to a lot of these atheists out here who have more than like 5,000 subscribers, look at their Patreon accounts. Some of them have hundreds of thousands of dollars that come to them each month. Some of them are making a couple thousand dollars a month, and that's enough to, hell, I could buy a lot of modest dress and uh, probably fix the fucking roof that my neighbor drove into recently. So, yeah. Now go look at any, pick out any Christian YouTuber out there, look at their Patreon account, and you'll see nothing. So social media atheists, atheists are pretty successful at that. But in real life, with the bigger churches, you know, like the, uh, what's their name? Joel Olson, I guess. He's doing pretty good for himself. I live right next to that church. Yeah. He's yep, doing, he now, do when I say well. he's doing good for himself, I'm saying he's doing good financially. I'm oh, not yeah, saying I, I specifically agree with some of the shit he does. You know, I have a hard time hating on him, even though I'm very skeptical. Um, cause they've been very nice to me mm -hmm. and, um, but I still would never give them money <laughs> and you know, they help people like it's hard to be positive and you do want to help people to be positive. And, you know, the, a lot of the complaints that people make about him are because he won't be, he won't condemn people to hell. Mm. And I think that that's not a reason to think that he's fraudulent, you know? Well, I don't think that he's a, a fraud. I'm not like saying he's some kind of Benny Hinn or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Just, I mean, I'm a very open-minded, very let's work with everybody type of guy myself. But the Bible speaks of people who are, are in it for a certain type of gain. People who are called ear ticklers. You ever heard of this? Yeah. They so, tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. They're not, they're not necessarily, they're, they're kind of cherry picking and then they're saying a bunch of nice stuff and it's fine. There's people out there who like to cheer people up and be positive and all this I encourage, but I think if you're going to represent God, you should give people the whole story, not just, you know, fill them in on this just to keep them coming and paying and all that and it shows that there's another agenda there. You can't say that you want to teach the truth if you're not actually giving the full truth, right? Well, I think when you get into sin and punishment and judgment, that you can't define necessarily the truth without cherry picking because you essentially end up picking on those people who are the, the the minority right you're not going to call out like oh do we have gay people in our church no well let's bash the gays let's not talk about all you people who are going to leave this church and go have an affair or go get drunk or you know whatever you're going to do let's not talk about the real sins that we're all committing and that we all need help with like our pornography addictions or mm -hmm. our credit card debt that we're going to go out and impress our neighbors and try to have a better, you know, the envy that we're trying to instill in our neighbors. Like, look at our new truck. Well, you don't deal with those sins. They'll deal with only those sins that aren't even there, you know, right. because they're easy. Like, 
it's easy to talk about gay people in your conservative church because they aren't showing up. <clears throat> but you're not going to talk about, hey, you stingy motherfuckers, why don't you tip your waitresses at the restaurants you go to right after you leave here? Why are you being mean to your servers? What's going on with that? Why don't you, like, we can see, like, we can read the reviews of all the places who's like, oh, my God, when First Baptist lets out, we're all in misery for five hours as they come and take up our tables and then they'll tip us. Leave us a Bible script instead of a, a money. No, well, what you've just what you've just spoken of is the problem. Then, then people are not getting the truth that someone is using certain groups in order to pump up their performance and their stage presence and uh, to get more money in a collection plate. It's not about making a difference. There's just as many sinners in the church as there is on the outside walking down the street should be working with the people. These are sick people who need healing emotionally, mentally, and to be better at their life. And if you're telling them, oh, you're all good, but those, you know, damn sinners outside the church, they need a bunch of work. Well, then they're not getting the truth, are they? They're not getting the help. Yeah, but I also think that, like, the debate itself ignores that. Like, whenever someone complains about the ear ticklers, they're always just complaining that the group they hate isn't being condemned. Seems like Well, no, I'm what I'm talking about is I personally like I've already said some things about like for instance the Phelps Church. And I also understand there's some religious people that got this weird idea that you ought not to let uh, certain people because of their uh, lifestyles or sexual preferences be allowed in church. I think everybody should be able to be in the church. I uh, I remember saying to a preacher a while back, he said something to the effect of, he goes, we get all these people out there who are homeless and having these issues and we're just kind of running out of room. And I said to him, well, why don't you... Uh, what, you've got this big ass area where people sit down and listen to you. Why don't you move the chairs out, put some beds in here and some mattresses? Well, where are people supposed to sit? And when and I can't have all these. And I said, why not? The homeless people need to hear the word just as much as everything else. So my suggestion was move out the big ass area with all the pews and put beds in there so people have places to lay. Plenty of damn room, you know. Yeah. And uh, people don't like to hear that, but that seems as though that's more beneficial than just telling people a bunch of bullshit in order to cheer them up that day. I'm a, you remember, I'm the guy who's all about laughter and having fun and open-mindedness. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean you. I just meant like that, that that's when I hear like, because I'm, not, you know, I'm in this weird place. Like, I don't want to ever take up for a televangelist, right? They ruined my life. But at the other hand, I've been to this guy's church a couple of times and I went there after the hurricane and, you know, they were very nice to me and the positivity was nice. And so while I'm never giving the guy money, I'm, I'm also like, well, I don't get the feeling of a necessarily like bad thing going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he could very well be extremely cool. He might even be a better damn Christian than I could ever hope to be. <laughs> so I hope you didn't get the idea that I'm hating on him. Oh, no. I just... Yeah, um, he's, just he's just who every... You know, he's easy to talk about because he makes so obviously, like, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. 
I'm probably going to have to call him or Donald Trump sometime and say, I could really use a loan of a million dollars. Nah, I'm just kidding. No, I'm but kidding. oh my gosh, I can't believe Benny Hinn still has people who believe that. Like, I'm in shock by Benny Hinn or Robert Tilton or any number of those, uh, Creflo Dollar. The, like, how are... Like, how do they do that? How can you get up there and and just? I, I I couldn't even imagine it. I I would have to, I would have to believe. I would have to be such an ardent atheist, do you know, to just to believe that I could get away with what that is, you know, and just have no fear of the afterlife. Right. Well, hey, can you do me a favor? When would be a good day, do you think, for me to open up where we could do some more talking? Because my wife came home a little while ago. I know you probably didn't see this, but she actually came up behind me and swatted me on the ass probably as hard as she possibly could. And that usually means dinner time's almost ready and I want to spend some time. Uh, Absolutely. When, when would be a good time for you and I to be able to have some more uh, talks? Well, um, you know, I... I don't know when my new schedule for next week is going to be, but um, I think, how about, you know, my, someday next week, Monday? I don't know. Sure. All right. That sounds good. I'm going to attempt to continue to do things on Friday, but every once in a while, I might just open up something here and there throughout the week. I hope okay. we start getting some more people in. That way we can have some fun and riff off the folks. Absolutely. And, and I will try on Friday as well. Sometimes I, like last week I was hanging out with my roommate. We were watching movies, so I didn't join the conversation. Oh, sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Well, it was a pleasure talking to you as always. Pleasure talking to you. Yay. <laughs> Bye. We hope that you've been enjoying God TV Radio hosted by Brett Keen. When you get an opportunity, check out our public radio station. Check out our books, music, and art. You can also buy t-shirts if you would like to support us. If you don't want a t-shirt, you don't want books, you don't want music, well, you could always do a one-time donation through PayPal. Any support is appreciated. God bless.